This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. Happy Monday, good evening, yeah. Merry Christmas, Happy Halloween, welcome to the Break the Bell podcast, it is not Halloween yet, it's not even my, October My yet. decorations go up this weekend. Yeah, mine have been up for a month now, oh, not I, mine, but my wife's, yeah, yeah. she just like decided to fuck with me yeah. and put up Halloween decorations like the end of August or something, I'm just like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> I don't even know what's going on anymore, I have no control of my life. Let me just go with it. We are here, though. I have that yeah. much control. I'm surprised. Yes. Like, it was it was almost to the point where I'm like, because I wasn't feeling great this morning. My family's okay. kind of been under the yeah. weather this I was week. sick on Friday. Oh, okay. I took off of work. Well, <laughs> like this morning, I was like, because my, my wife threw up yesterday. And oh. so I was like, dude, if I get sick today and we got to cancel, we've been yeah, kind right. of on the every other week yeah. plan. And we're like, all right, this last one we're taking off and we're... We're in it every Monday night now, and then the next week something comes up, and yeah. I'm just like, this is gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna throw up on screen, <laughs> like literally on the screen. It'll go I'm, viral. Yeah, right? we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> How is everybody out there? I've got a couple people in the comments. I've got Derek says, uh, can we include air tags for better tracking of your new stealth aircraft when what the U.S. government can provide? Yeah, did you? You hear about the uh, the plane overbreak beforehand. Yes, you before just heard it from me. Yes, a plane crashed, a stealth plane, like a stealth bomber thing. Yeah, billion dollar two billion plane, dollar plane. Yeah, uh, some pilot ejected, and the plane is so stealthy that we lost our own stealth plane. That's that's awesome. <laughs> Do they not have tracking devices on these stealth and, planes? And they don't they usually carry nukes? <laughs> uh, yeah, depending on the stealth plane, right. I guess. Uh, Dustin is here. Dustin, I haven't seen you around in ages, so it's great to have you in these live live chats because yes, because we haven't seen More you in a while. Here. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but like, what are your thoughts on our government losing a two million dollar, two billion dollar I mean, stealth bomber? It, you know, they they're constantly misplacing two billion dollars or billions of dollars. So I don't think it's anything new, right? What else, there's some, there's a couple things that were in the news that I'm just like, dude, that's hilarious or that's retarded. Yeah. But we can't really spend a whole episode on that. But um, I can't think any <laughs> right off the top of my head right now. But we're here to talk. 
We talked a little about like the immigration crisis. We talked about the borders back in yeah 2020. When I think Kamala went to the wrong town. Yeah, when Kamala's like, I'm gonna go fix the borders, and then yeah. she didn't even go to where the problem yeah. was. She went to some other town for a photo op, and then she went down to South America to kind of um, appease them into you know like being less corrupt. Yeah. Probably offered them more money yeah. to be less and, and corrupt. And that was her exact strategy. Was like. We're, what do you need? How much do you need to be able to keep your people uh, here? How much can we pay you yeah. to not be corrupt yeah. assholes? <laughs> and can, and yeah. make sure this money gets to your people, too. Yeah, right, right. Derek says Walmart has their damn Christmas stuff out already. It's still I September. Don't hear that. They're not as bad as Hobby Lobby. They have Christmas stuff up in July. Fuck those people. Yeah. Um, and then Derek also says, I happen to have an F35B Lightning <laughs> II for sale. Slight cosmetic damage. DM with offers accepting Bitcoin. <laughs> Unrelated to the stealth bomber, her stealth plane that went missing. So, no, that's that's funny. Derek, it's great to have you on as usual. Um, you're one of our favorites because you're one of the our most Always commenting here. people. Yes. Um, so, the immigration crisis. Yes. It's kind of it's getting past the border now. Yeah. And it's it's like trickling into. Sanctuary cities, which yes. you, you think is that's what they want, right? By by calling yourself a sanctuary city, yeah. you think they'd be like, it's oh like yeah, come sign, come to right? us, and we'll then take care of you, and then um, Texas or Florida or whoever's like, yeah, go to them, and then they're like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, why are you sending yeah. all you racist you, you assholes? Why? There. I know, I love that when they're like, you, this is just just shows how racist they are by sending their <laughs> immigrants to us. We don't want them yeah. either, so you're fucking racist. <laughs> now it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Um. So I want to talk about that and these cities and their uproar and what Biden's doing about it. Yeah, which is nothing. Yeah. Um, so not not what you would. Let hope. me just let me just clear that up right right now. <laughs> yeah. We'll just say what Biden's doing. Not a damn thing. Right. Um, then I don't know. I kind of want to. I found an article that talks about how like mass immigration is not as natural of a yeah thing as they lead you to believe. I believe that. So. Um, I want if we get time, I'll get into that article. It's it's super long, so I won't read all of it. But there's some interesting stuff. Like one example of why of a proof that mass immigration is not a natural uh, occurrence and it hasn't been happening for the existence of humanity is the fact that we all speak different languages and have different dialects. If we all if mass immigration was always a thing, there wouldn't be all these different languages. Yeah. That like yeah. it, it talks about how like there's two cities in Ireland that are like ten miles apart and they each have their own like dialect. That that's like yeah. ten miles. That's how and the, this is like a super old community and it's like that's how little people used to move around yeah. like travel around like they didn't they get ten miles yeah. from home. And the proof of that is those people speak different than these people, so they right. didn't really interact. That well, look much. at like French Canada and you know. Regular Canada. Oh, I, we'll I talk mean, about Canada yeah. tonight too, oh, yeah. because their immigration policies are are well, pretty wild. I just I, I love how everybody is able to have their own strict immigration policies, except for the United States. When There's the United xenophobic. States tries, they're like, "Wow, you guys are a bunch of fucking assholes!" <laughs> yeah, wow. But then, like every you get, like China has yeah. pre, has their own immigration policies. Japan super yeah. strict. Israel super yeah. strict immigra immigration policies. Mexico yeah. is even yeah. strict. <laughs> Mexico, yeah, but. The United States tries it, and it's like, you fucking racist assholes. <laughs> I know. So, I mean, that maybe we are. Maybe maybe that's just what we are. But um, we'll get into all that once once we 
actually get into the show. Uh, make sure you check us out all over the social medias. Share us far and wide across the web webosphere uh, so we can get famous and yes. get put on lists and um, make lots and lots of wealth yes and women yes and cocaine and oh yeah all all those all the things. good stuff all those things so so spread us across all, all the things god intended, intended. yes <laughs> spread us across the uh the facebook and the twitter and the whatever whatever the social medias yes, are the these big days x. yeah the big x um so we can have all of those things mostly the women and cocaine yes. though obviously so um, you can find us at our handle on social media at Break the Bell Pod. You can also find links to everything we do at BreakTheBellPod.com. Make sure you uh, check out our merch store, which is at BreakTheBell.BigCartel.com, which I think there's links to that on the, the website. I don't know. I haven't checked out our own website in a long time, so I don't even know what's there. It could be like selling like selling freaking Viagra, Viagra and shit right now for all I know, but... But there is a website. We have a domain name. Who knows what it's on? So check it out. Let me know what's on it. If, especially let me know if it's selling Viagra. So maybe we can get some kickback from oh, that. Oh, yeah. So, There's like, got to be some money in that. I, you probably need some samples anyway. So well, you're, I, you're getting low. I, how, how would you know? <laughs> I don't know. Um, let's, let's just get into this freaking, freaking show. show. This is going to go off the rails, I'm sure, as usual. Uh don't go anywhere. We're going to play a fun little intro ditty, and then it is a ditty. It is a ditty. And then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about immigration politics or the politics of immigration or just immigration bullshit mostly. So we'll be right back. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? I'm back. I'm mostly back. You're hiding behind the logo again, so you're you're kind of back. Your shoulders back. So we're gonna talk about immigration. Bill, what is your stance on immigration? You're kind of a brownish individual yourself, yeah, so yeah, you, I bit. would think you'd be. I, I you know I can completely support legal immigration. I I think they need to make it a little bit easier. Yeah. But I'm you know I, I think it's more of a money-making racket um but you know it's uh, as with all things anything ran by the government is fucked and obviously you know includes immigration i think they could make it easier 
Um, now, but I do think, yeah. What do you think of the defense that, hey, we're all, you're all immigrants. How can you hate that they're immigrants coming in here? And you we're all immigrants to start with, like yeah. European immigrants. Uh, what, what's your response to that? Because I have a great response to that. Well, they all went through the process. I mean, everybody went through the process still, right? They all showed up. They were given their Americanized name. And, and they went on their happy way, right? Rather than just opening the gates and let whoever and whatever come through the gate. Nobody knows. My response to that is our wave of immigration didn't work out so well for the people who are here to be in it well, earlier. So we should yes. not we should not use that right, as an right, excuse right. to allow yes. more like a mass mass flooding of immigration because the the initial mass flooding of immigrants from Europe did not go over well that's, at all for the people that were fucking here to begin that's with. Correct. Yes, so. that is true. And well, and, and also, I mean, that's that's a good example. But also, nowadays, rather than before, the government is giving people money, right? They're giving them health insurance. They're giving them a place to stay. They're giving them whatever they need to start their life in America where you have millions of other Ameri of Americans who are struggling right now. Yeah. Right? So let's help out the Ukrainians and give them billions, and then let's help out anybody who comes across the border unannounced, and we'll give them money too. Why are you being fucking racist? It's the way my, my papa raised me. <laughs> let's get into this. Let's kill this music. So this first one I, article I want to read, because we're in another election cycle. Yes, which another one another yet another presidential election cycle no less and once again uh immigration is the big is one of the big political hot is. potatoes that's just getting passed along yeah. to the Do next we have guy kids no in cages this time i don't remember uh, no they're what did they, they remember they changed oh, the name of right. cages to like yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> chain link internment facilities <laughs> not cages yes okay just confined yeah. Confined facilities, yes. Um, so For their safety. Yeah, the, the Trump era kind of like during the 2020 cycle, everybody threw it in Trump's face about oh, yeah. his uh, handling of immigration. Uh, he's building the wall, um, the, the kids in cages and the travel bans, all that shit that yeah. he had kind of imposed off and on during his, his presidency. And that was a big talking point for the Democrats uh, against the Republicans. Well, now it's coming back around. Now it's the Democrats having to hold theirs. The talking points aren't quite the same, though. Right. Like, then it was like, well, you're all racist if you don't like all this, like, huge mass waves of immigration. You're just a bunch of racist yeah. Republicans. And now it's like, the Republicans are making this worse for us with through these this yeah. wave of immigration. Yeah. And, and right. then the Republicans are like, uh, this one's on, you know, like, it's just... Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. nobody actually fucking cares about the immigrants. No. Like, the people oh, no. that are it's a political being football. trafficked around, the right? like, from one country into here, yes. and then um, being used as political pawns to relocate to the mm -hmm. sanctuary cities, which I think is genius, but it's also yeah. kind of dickish to yeah. be like, what? But here, hop on this bus and go to the city <laughs> where we know they can't support you because they are, like, they're just, they're just financially fucked as a city anyway. But, but if you're if you were Texas— Right. And the president said, yeah, come on over. You're welcome. Right. Yeah. And with no plan. There's no plan. Well, Just, I, I understand that. I, I mean, if you're Texas, you'd be like, yeah, man, come on over. We'll help you get to where you want to go. Yeah. And I, like <laughs> I said, it's genius. And I understand why Texas yeah. is doing it. But from the standpoint of the people being bused to yeah. Chicago, being bused to 
uh, San Francisco where people are literally shitting in the streets to New York City where you can't even use a paper or a plastic straw and they can't even like like take care of their own. How many grandmas died during covid because of New York City's policies like the the most bankrupt of places were sending them there and saying, here, here's a free ticket to hell, pretty much. Right. It's like, you, you came from hell, we're going to send you to another yeah. hell. Um, and I I don't have a freaking answer for this whole problem. Well, you know, it keep, that's why you keep it regulated. Right. Right? That way you can control the flow. Sure. And I, I don't know. There was, there was one article we might get into it that was talking about how the constant influx of immigrants— Causes more immigrate, more problems in the countries they're immigrating oh, from. Absolutely, especially countries like like here in the United States. Uh, generally, we were taking in a lot of like the high intellect people, but not yeah. so much anymore. We're just right. like letting them all in. But you get countries like Canada. There's like, hey, we're super pro immigrant, but they're only yeah bringing in the smartest, the best, right. the brightest, the richest that can yeah. afford the exorbitant. Um, cost of living in Canada, which is also continuing to spike the cost of living in Canada. And we're leaving the poor, broke bastards that really are the ones having problems in those problem countries, causing them to become more problem countries because we're just brain draining them, stealing, like taking away the smartest of the smart and leaving uh, the young and the poor and the the broke to fend for themselves, causing more crisis in those countries. So they're like, hey, let's send more people to the United States because they let everybody in. So. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff here, a lot of things yeah. in my head, but I I don't have an answer. That's why I'm not a politician. But they don't have the answers either. Yeah. So, um, do you think though that? I mean, it, it's a question of culture, really, right? Sure. I mean, if Mexico had the upward mobility that the United States had, do you feel like? I mean, well, I know for a fact people would stay in Mexico because they would have some a way to climb the ladder, so to speak. Right, not climb the ladder over Trump's wall. <laughs> no, You're no, talking no, like no. the literal actual yeah, ladder. Yeah, the, the the yes, the economic ladder. Sure. Right. So you know there there's no social mobility in Mexico. Sure. Yeah. Uh, when that's the other thing with, I guess, because like there was the whole, I don't know, racist ish ideology of assimilate into our culture. But is that really a bad thing to ins- assimilate somebody into a culture? That was the better of two cultures. Otherwise, why would they be coming here? Right. Or bring you in, have you... I, I'm not saying even like your culture, like your your religion, like your language, like necessarily um, your belief system, the way you dress, the way you live your life. But like you have to come here with some kind of expectation that I'm going to have to live like they live in yeah. order to be successful. Right. Um, but... From a progressive, ultra progressive standpoint, it's like no, just have them come here and just pretty much set up a yeah. new Haiti here or right. a new. Because don't don't you hate that? And and this is what pisses me off about that whole argument of the uh, well, they they do the jobs no one else wants to do. Uh huh. How be- racist is that? Well, that and the fact that they get paid shit. Yeah, that's why right? they get paid shit, and they're like, well, that, somebody's got to do it. It's like, well, why aren't you paying them what everybody else should be, be getting paid? You <laughs> right. know. Well, if we paid them what everybody else was getting paid, then everybody I else would do right. those jobs. I might as well pay Bob across the street who doesn't have a might job. Might as well pay somebody legal then. <laughs> right? How racist are you? <laughs> 
so I got this article that's titled, They Welcomed Illegal Immigrants with Open Arms, and Now Sanctuary Cities Say They're Past the Breaking Point. Go figure. Yeah. Like, like you're like, hey, uh, we're Sanctuary City. That that says, come take sanctuary in our city. Yeah. Isn't that what that means? That's where I would go. That's what right? I would if think. If I came in, I'd, first place I'd go is a sanctuary city. Says mayors from New York, Chicago, and other large cities are struggling with resources, blaming Texas as illegal immigrants move in mass. Now, you got to understand the amount of people that Texas is sending them compared to the amount of people flowing into Texas yeah. as we speak. We're you're talking like low tens of thousands, right, being shipped to yeah. like New York versus hundreds of thousands, yeah. up to millions, like. Flowing into New Mexico and uh, Texas and mm -hmm. Florida, it says prior to be elected to being elected mayor of New York City in 2021, Eric Adams' campaign posted on Twitter, now known as X. <laughs> when are we going to stop saying Twitter, now known as X? Uh, we should protect our immigrants. Period. Yes, New York City will remain a sanctuary city under the Adams administration. Less than two years later, now Mayor Adams is suggesting that the influx of illegal immigrants will destroy New York City. And I quote, Let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life ha have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. We are getting 10,000 migrants a month. This mayor... I... First of all, what are the optics? Like, how bad yeah. PR is a move is this for him to be like, as a Democrat mayor of a self-proclaimed sanctuary state, to be like, we're fucked. Yeah, this right. is going to kill us. We're, yeah. There There's is no, no hope in sight to this. <laughs> yeah. We're screwed, guys. Yeah. I mean. They need to build a wall. <laughs> what does that do for all the quote-unquote racist people that might be hanging around listening to this. Yeah. They might get a little pissed off. That's that's kind of like putting a uh uh red target on the Muslim people after 9/11. Right. It's right. like those guys did it. Yeah, right. The brown right. people did it and all the people like, "Oh, you're brown." Yeah. I got a problem with you. You're or after COVID-19 happened and right. then uh, supposedly there was all this violence against like Chinese or like right. Asian immigrants. Right. Uh, because of the the Wuhan flu, the Kung fluy, <laughs> yeah, all all that. When when it comes from like Donald Trump's mouth, can you imagine if Donald Trump came out and he's like, "Uh, I've never seen a bigger problem in this in my life, and I know big problems, and I've never had a bigliest problem like this problem, and." This is going to destroy our country. Immigrants are going to destroy our country. I'm surprised he hasn't said that, to be honest. I'm sure that sounds he exactly has. what he would say. <laughs> but what would the, what, how would the media oh, respond yeah, to that? Be like, oh, well, racist Donald Trump's at it again. Right. Right. But this guy, he obviously can't be racist right. yeah, well, he, because he's, he's Democrat. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, he's Democrat. Um, he's an ex-cop. But he comes out and says, this is going to. It's going to destroy us. All these immigrants that we said, welcome. Yeah. This is going to destroy yeah. us. And it's not our fault for saying welcome. Yeah. It's Texas's fault right, for, for sending them here. For calling our bluff. Yes. <laughs> uh, it says, Texas Governor Abbott, a Republican, began 
busing illegal immigrants to several large U.S. cities known as sanctuary cities, beginning in April 2022 to alleviate border cities in a state. And although only a fraction of illegal immigrants arriving in New York City are arriving on Mr. Abbott's buses, Mr. Adams has called the program morally bankrupt. That's that's their favorite phrase to say yeah, about is. the other that, side. That's like, going to be the buzzwords for, for this 2024 next, yes. election cycle. Yep. Morally bankrupt. You, sir, are morally yes. bankrupt. We should do a drinking game <laughs> during the next debate yes. on how many times the phrase morally bankrupt yes. comes up in conversation. Uh, a jurisdiction is dubbed a sanctuary because it has enacted policies that shield illegal immigrants, including criminals, from federal immigration authorities and deportation. Derek is still here. He says, welcome to America. Vote Democrat. I'm a Democrat and I'm helping you. Totally not because it's an election year. And so I won't ignore you after the election is over. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. It says, uh, as of September 8th, Mr. Abbott's office reported it had bussed more than 11,000 illegal immigrants to Washington since um, April of 22. More than 13,500 to New York City and more than 7,000 uh, to Chicago since 22. August 22. That doesn't sound too bad. No, 13,500 to New York City, and he's bitching that 10,000 are coming in a month. Yeah. Yeah. So where are the rest coming from? <laughs> you can't throw all of that on yeah. on Governor Abbott because he's only yeah. given you like one month's worth of those refugees. Right. Maybe, just maybe, a lot of these are coming to your city not because Greg Abbott gave them a free bus pass, but because you said, welcome to yeah. my city. We right. are a sanctuary. You don't have to worry about ICE. Yeah. You don't have to worry yep. about the police. You can even be a freaking murderer for all yeah. we care. Just come here. Yeah. We'll, we'll we, keep we you safe. We will send you back. And now suddenly it's just like, whoa, it's Governor Abbott's fault. He sent 13,000 our yeah. way, and we're getting 11,000 yeah. a month now because— <laughs> Yeah, because he's a freaking Republican and he's racist. Yes. This year, Texas started busing illegal immigrants to Denver and L.A. Denver has received around 1,100 and L.A. around 480. That's I think it? L.A. is probably getting enough of their own yeah, immigration. Yeah, seriously, being where they're, they're close at. enough to the border. Uh, border patrol agents have apprehended 1.9 million illegal Im immigrants along the southwest border in the past 11 months. So they're bitching about 11,000. Yeah. Almost 2 million have crossed the southwest border in the last yeah. 11 months alone more than a million of those crossed into texas so uh, over half of those yeah. um are in texas and new york is pissed that they don't have the resources mm -hmm. to take care of the tens of thousands that are coming his right. way yeah but it should be fine for texas oh yeah because sure. well well, you made the mistake of being a state on the border in right. the first place. Yeah. That's, that's your our, problem. Yeah, that's your fault. That's your fault that you're yeah. on the border. We're not on the border. Yeah, we 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 openly we welcome open borders, but only to you guys down there. Yeah, right. It says in response to the border surge in 21, Mr. Abbott launched Operation Lone Star Border Secure. I I don't care. Um, moving on. August 9th, Mr. Adams said the influx of legal, legal immigrants in New York City has led to an unprecedented state of emergency. What did we talk about last week? <laughs> uh, the over-abuse of the state of emergency yes. powers. Yeah. This guy is now now declaring, try, attempting to declare 
And other states state have too, or other cities have, or other yeah. counties have, like sanctuary. You think they're going to enact martial law? Because wasn't there someone who was trying to get that National Guard there? Um, was it DC? Yeah, I don't know. Probably. I think it was DC was trying to get Martha's the National Guard. Vineyard, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't and know. And the Department of Defense was like, you know what? We're, we're going to sit this one out. <laughs> no, this one's on you. Um, they don't have the authorization to work, so... We- yeah, yeah, here's the issue. The city cited the lack of work authorization as one of the problems with asylum seekers. Oh, okay. Like, they, the, these people, they show up here and they can't even get jobs because they don't have work visas, and that's Texas's fault. Yeah, right, right. Like, um, you know what? Uh, what, what does Texas have to do with them then? <laughs> right, exactly. Without work visas yeah, and exactly. without uh, the ability to support themselves. Who has more money, do you think, to support? Who has more social programs enacted to support yeah. asylum seekers? New York City or Texas? Right, yeah. I, I'm going to have to go with probably New York City. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, D.C.'s right there. You know, just, just walk down, knock on the door and right. say, hey, we need some immigration guys up here. They don't have the authorization to work, so we have to provide them shelter. We have supplied food and access and health care. We have enrolled children in schools. We have opened almost 200 emergency sites, including more than a dozen large-scale humanitarian relief centers. And we talked about that, I think, at one point with the hotels. Yeah, they were like— they're taking. They're paying these hotels. Yeah, three hundred like, and like forty dollars a night or per something head like, or yeah, something like right. that. And the hotels were like, "Well, fuck yeah, yeah let's let's yeah, let's keep sending them us." Weren't they like canceling weddings and stuff yes, too because yes. they were overloaded with these people that were paying yeah. a hell of a lot more money? Um, we have assisted migrants with asylum applications, Mister Adams said, but we are past our breaking point for. Each family seeking asylum through the city's care, we spend an average of $383 a night to provide shelter, food, medical care, and social services. Man, I wish I would get $383 a night for all that shit. Yeah. I mean, what? That's not even even a uh, Motel 6, man. (laughs) 383 times seven days a week. $2,500. Yeah. $2,600 a week. Yeah. Times. Let's see, twenty six eighty one times fifty two. Hundred. <laughs> oh, okay. Hundred and forty thousand wow. dollars a year. Wow. Oh, geez. Wow. And, that, and that doesn't even include, like, you know, their their health care and all that other stuff. Right. Well, that that, that says on. Oh, food, is that for everything? Food, medical care, social oh, okay. services. Okay. But yeah. it doesn't matter. Like it, a hundred and forty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. That, you're, that you're talking like top, like, like top twenty percent of the United States. Yeah. There maybe. Yeah, beats me. It beats the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Hundred man, I'm in the wrong business I know, here. Right? I Jeez. need to like go across the border yeah, and come back. <laughs> do you think those? It it's going to the people though. No. No, oh, it, no. it's going to the hotels. Yes. The hotels are. Probably hotels are probably getting double what they would make off of a a normal a normie because otherwise why would they boot a wedding in favor of they're doing the same thing with this that they do with schools and colleges oh yeah they they overpay them they take the money and they put it towards shit that has nothing to do with what they or any humanitarian effort that's ran by like NGOs and and then and then they're going to complain about the the subpar care they're getting oh yeah. Obviously, well, they probably are getting some yeah. power care because it's a freaking yeah. racket, is what. Yeah. There, you're, there's no way you're telling me each one of those immigrants is 
has $383 worth of value yeah. at the end of each day to say, like, like, what do you show, have to show for this $383? It's like, well, I got this cramped room here. There's a toilet there yeah. that hasn't been cleaned in six months. Yeah. Um, I get some food rations, and yeah. um, I get to go to the doctor. Right. $383 a night. No, yeah. somebody's making big freaking dollars off yeah. of this, or it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Because, again, if, if a hotel can make off of, like, a wedding party what they could off of an immigrant that might be Stay, that might be saying they're indefinitely yeah. for all we know. They're who are they going to choose? Right, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and actually, I, yeah. I I bet you it's the city of New York that's getting all that money. Oh, the city's and getting money. And the reason money. he's bitching is because he wants more money. Yeah, it's exactly what it yeah. is too. On May 9th, the state's Democrat governor Kathy Hochul declared a state of emergency over the influx. So there you go. In reaction to Mr. Abbott sending 42 illegal immigrants to L.A. Uh, on June 14th, the L.A. County City Council on um, August 30th unanimously approved two motions to file against Mr. Abbott in Texas. And they only got 42 of them. The first motion states investigation and, <laughs> investigate and report on whether human trafficking, kidnapping, and other crimes was committed on or before June 14th That's uh, when Governor Abbott of Texas sent 42 migrants from McAllen, Texas to LA, California. Kidnapping and trafficking. Yeah. I I could understand if he's like rounding them up and being like, "No, get yeah. on the fucking bus and go there." Right. He's probably my mom. Where's my mom? Get probably bus, all he kid. has to do is be like, "Oh, welcome. Here, here's a ticket yeah. to New York. Uh, to New York. To you, LA. You you've seen the movies, right? You want to go to Hollywood? Here's a yeah. ticket." Yeah. They're like, "Sure." They get on a bus. Right. They don't care. That's not trafficking. Yeah, I mean it might be a little. Yeah, it's not like he's shitty, throwing a but... bag over their face and and throwing them in the back of a semi. <laughs> I mean, I mean maybe. maybe this. <laughs> Who knows? Before the vote, L.A. County, uh, L.A. City Council members Hugo Soto Martinez stated. These motions are about investigating whether Greg Abbott committed kidnapping, human trafficking, or other crimes when he sent vulnerable families on a 23-hour bus ride with little or no little or no food or water. The competition between these Republicans about who can be the most racist. The competition between these Republicans is about who can be the most racist. I think is just an Utter failure and shows clearly that they do not have any intention of governing effectively. Now, these are the cities that are bitching that 42 people showed up in L.A. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. 42 in L.A. And they're like, yeah. this is just a prime example that they can't govern proper properly. They're sending their problem to us and it's going to bankrupt <laughs> us. These 42 people. Where are we supposed to put these 42 people? How racist. <laughs> I, I don't understand how somebody can be like, we can't handle this problem. And the fact that you can't handle this problem makes you racist. Yeah, but right, we're not racist. Right. Yeah. But the fact that you can't handle yeah. it makes you racist. Well, because racist. it's it's like, well, we can't handle it, but but we're gonna we're gonna take it on because we love these people. Bastards. <laughs> Something. I don't even know. We have the responsibility to provide access. So okay, now we're getting into Chicago. Uh, as with New York and L.A., the city of Chicago calls itself a welcoming city to asylum seekers. We have a responsibility to provide access to shelter, food, and medical care to everyone, regardless of immigration status. Now, everyone. Yeah. As long as it's not too many of everyone. <laughs> right, exactly. But everyone. 
Yeah. Many of our new arrivals have walked hundreds of miles. Do they Wait, walk I thought to they Chicago? took a bus. I thought they got bussed. Uh, Why are they walking? Uh, I think she's talking about just into the United States. Gotcha. Navigating great danger through multiple countries in pursuit of safety and opportunity in the United States. We are committed to assisting each family and individual, providing human services with respect and dignity. Only to an extent, obviously. Right, but right. each family, each as long as it's less than... E- you think any of these families get off the bus in Chicago are like, fuck this, can I get a bus back? Yeah. (laughs) However, after receiving 8,000 illegal immigrants through Mr. Abbott's bus program, uh, then-Democrat Mayor Lori Lightfoot pushed back. 8,000. After she's saying, we welcome them all, we're going to help all of them. 8,000 show up, and she's like, we simply have no more shelter, (laughs) space, or resources to accommodate an increase of individuals at this level. To me, that shows lack of, of management skills, right? Well, it's... You're in charge of the city, and you can't come up with... Well, exactly. And it's like 11,000 people in New York City. Yeah. I mean, if it was overnight, that'd be one thing. And you, you know he's not busing 11,000 no. people there overnight. Right. It was like yeah. 20 or 30 on a bus here right. and there. And yeah, but, but in New York City... That's like right. probably 1% of the population in New York yeah, City. Right. Uh, it says, Lori Lightfoot goes on to say, though I am sympathetic to the significant challenge that border cities face, this situation is completely untenable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sympathetic, but we just can't do it. Yeah. You guys should do it. <laughs> yeah. But we, but we can't. can't. The national immigration problem will not be solved by passing on the responsibility to other cities. Wait, isn't that what the fuck Biden's been is doing? <laughs> what makes it Texas's responsibility yeah. though? Because they're there. Because they they're just the happen ones that to are there, be on the border. Right? You made the mistake of being yeah. there in the first place. Jesus. It makes you wonder how much like the cities are actually failing due to immigration versus oh yeah they're already failing right now they're just using this as an excuse oh they, i'm sure they're probably it. loving this they're like oh yeah because uh, what a year ago mayor adams or mayor lightfoot are sitting there like oh geez our budget is screwed yeah. this year what are we gonna do like the people aren't gonna like this then yeah. all of a sudden greg abbott like sends a couple people there and they're and they're like yeah. That that's these my ticket out of here. Eight thousand people are breaking us. Yeah, these we Republicans broke yeah. our city. Can you yeah. believe that? And, and that's probably exactly what it is. We're spending uh, twenty five million on these immigrants, and we're like three trillion in the hole, and it's <laughs> yeah. obviously their fault. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. mean, that's got to be. It's got to yeah. be what this is. Um, it's got to be just like an excuse to cover up because you know, like, how many California cities do you hear that are like? Oh yeah, or just total bankrupt. Fucking Illinois, yeah, is bankrupt because of Chicago. Right, right? Chicago, always freaking in the. And these are the these are the cities that get the most like federal funding too. Like, look at New York City during COVID. Mm -hmm. The worst freaking policies, the worst policies out of all the policies, and they they had the most lockdowns. They shut down the most freaking businesses yeah. bankrupted their own yeah. economy still had the most deaths yeah and then the government's like you know what we're gonna we're gonna send out all these stimmies and the people they the the cities getting the most are the ones that fucked up the worst yeah because yeah. you fucked up so bad we're gonna give you more money yeah and, and it's, it's not enough 
No, it's never enough. <laughs> so, and that's the, like, we'll get into, I guess that we'll get into the state of emergencies yet. I want to talk a little bit about Chicago more first. I wanted, I had another article to read about Chicago. Uh, oh wait, here's the state of emergency one. Let's talk about. Do you want to talk Chicago or the New York state of emergency first? Oh, you got the New York one up. Let's right. do it. So, because um, we kind of glossed over it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I just found it hilarious because we talked, we railed so hard on state of emergency, mm-hmm. uh, emergency powers, like just being a an opportunity to seize more power and then just not fucking give it yeah. back. And that's another reason I think this is happening. It's just like, you know, we could just declare a state of emergency and then we get a bunch of power and a bunch of federal funding and we don't got to give it back. Because it says, uh, Mayor Eric Adams asked the White House to declare a state of emergency over asylum seekers. New York City Mayor Eric Adams Wednesday called for the federal government to declare a state of emergency to manage the crisis at the border. Now, do you remember when this was specific, like specific to the border area mm-hmm. and the border states? And Biden and um, what's Jen Psaki and everybody were like, "This guys, this is not a crisis. Yeah. Like, you're blowing this way yeah. out of por- right. proportion. This Biden isn't a crisis. crisis." And they were like, "No, no, no, no. no. He, he didn't misspoke. mean. He didn't mean yeah. crisis. Yeah. He meant an un, un like an unfortunate, an unfortunate <laughs> event. Um, but now that it's like trickling into these cities." That were welcoming open arms, yeah. and they're starting to see the pains of it. All of a sudden, yeah. it's a crisis again—a crisis to the point where we should declare a state of emergency. Yeah, yeah. But two years ago, when people were like dying in the fucking desert, yeah, it's it's not a crisis. No, no. I mean you saw where uh, uh, Kamala More. Harris went. There right. was no problems yeah. there. Right. We saw it on TV. No problems. Yeah. We're fine. But now it's a. It's a crisis at the border, saying the influx of asylum seekers could end up costing the city billions of dollars in the coming years. Maybe. Cost us billions of dollars. Maybe. Don't tell them that they can come. Right? Yeah. But then they would be racist. Obviously. Right? And they don't want that. They can't be racist. They can't be racist, but they can't do it. Either. Yeah. Adam said more than 57,000 migrants are under the city's care on an average night, and nearly 100,000 asylum seekers have sought shelter there since last year. What happened to the other 50? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> At a news conference Wednesday, Adam said a federal state of emergency would allow federal funds to be allocated quickly to help address the urgent challenges we face. I feel like it's more about the money than it is about the migrants. A little bit. It's like we just want more money. Yeah. Just give us more money, and it'll be fine. Yeah. You you saw how giving us more money helped us defeat COVID. I mean, we we're, like, one of the last cities to, like, end the lockdowns. Yeah. And we, like, lost the most people. And, like, grandparents literally were locked in their freaking nursing homes and fucking yeah. dying. Dying anyways. Anyways, with other people with COVID and yeah. couldn't do anything about it. But just give us more money because that helps the problems. Um. New York has spent $1.45 billion during fiscal year 23 on shelter food service and food service for asylum seekers and could eventually spend upwards of $12 billion from fiscal years 23 to 25 without policy changes or further support, the mayor's office said. 
The Adams administration is calling on federal government to provide more reimbursement for costs incurred by the city. Adams' request echoes those of other politicians, mostly Republicans, who have called for President Joe Biden to declare a national emergency. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott sent a letter with a similar request in 2021, the same year more than two dozen House Republicans signed a letter asking Biden to declare national emergency at the southern border. Several Democrat state and local leaders have declared states of emergencies of their own. Uh, Massachusetts uh, says declared state emergency Tuesday, while Chicago and New York state issued emergency declarations earlier this year. Adams declared a state of emergency for New York City in October. The number of encounters at the U.S. border declined immediately following the lifting of COVID restrictions, known as Title 42, in May. When reached for comment, blah, 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 I don't care about his comments. DHS this week also sent a team of experts to work with New York officials to identify how the state and federal governments can improve efficiency and maximize resources. Well, that's the problem. You have government (laughs) officials going into New York City, and they're both trying to decide how to improve efficiency. (laughs) Yeah. How to be more efficient. How to how to collect more money off this, right? That that that's about it. Um, the administration will continue to collaborate directly with the city and state officials to coordinate our efforts, and we continue to call on Congress to pass comprehensive immigration I hate that reform. Word: comprehensive immigration reform. Why do you hate it? Because all it is is code for. Can you throw in as much people. pork as possible? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. It, it's nothing about solutions. It's all about how can we get more money off this yes. shit, right? Yes. Um. Yeah. So that's New York declaring wanting a federal declaration yeah. of emergency. Right. Even though they wouldn't give one to Texas. Because, no, because you know, that would be racist. Right. Absolutely. How do you call this an emergency? That's so fucking racist. Now this is the one about Chicago. I wanted to hit on because this one actually talks about. Chicago as a failing city and before the border crisis, and now the border crisis is just kind of like bringing that to light. Yeah. So the other one was just like, like everything else, every like the people of the cities are like, the border crisis is causing our cities to fail. Now this article is from the Washington Examiner. It talks about how Chicago is a screwed up city yeah. and the border crisis is just making that more visible. Um, let's see, says the border crisis highlights the fact that Chicago is a failing city. All right, pop up. Um, it says Chicago is facing a budget shortfall of $538 million next year. Around $200 million of that is the result of the immigration crisis that the city has struggled to deal with. So about half of their budget shortfall is the immigration right. crisis. Yeah. But still, that leaves two hundred thirty-eight or three hundred thirty-eight million dollars right short. That's on them. That's just totally on them. Well, it's all on them. Yeah. It says exposing just how pathetic Chicago has become under almost a century of Democratic leadership. Chicago is floundering with forty illegal immigrants flying into the city every day, forty a day, uh, while more arrive by bus. By the end of the year, the city will likely have spent. Over $300 million on dealing with the migrant crisis, with Mayor Brandon Johnson planning to move more than 2,000 illegal immigrants into giant tent cities that will cost $5 million a month for tent cities. How's that going to play out in the wintertime in Chicago? That's going to (laughs) suck. I mean, 
it might help solve their immigration problem. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we spent $5,000 or $5 million a month through the month of December, and yeah. then all of a sudden our costs started going way <laughs> down on housing yeah. the immigrants. <laughs> this tent city thing has worked. Yes. Success. Like Everybody not- send your immigrants to us. We have the solution. <laughs> oh, geez. Popsicles. For perspective, Chicago has received 13,000 illegal immigrants since Texas and others began busing them to the Windy City and other Democrat-run sanctuary cities on Tuesday— or sanctuary city. On Tuesday alone, Border Patrol apprehended 7,400 illegal immigrants crossing the southern border. Now, take that. In, let, let's take that in perspective here. Chicago has received 13,000 in the last year yes. that they've been busing. Um, on Tuesday alone, about half of that came across the border in one day. Yeah. One day. Right. 7,500, 7,400 immigrants were yeah. apprehended. Not They were apprehended, so that means more have probably made it right. across the That's border. That's just the ones they caught. So they're bitching that in a year, year and a half, they've received mm-hmm. the amount that these border states are receiving in two days. Yeah. yeah. Maybe less. Uh, the Tucson, Arizona sector of the border saw 2,000 illegal crossings for three consecutive days earlier this week. Both numbers are about half of what Chicago has seen over a period of several months, and those border communities have reached those numbers in just days. Yeah. But they but they should be okay with that. Right. Because they they're be on to, the border. Right. Unless they're racist. <laughs> Unless they're racist, obviously. The fact that Chicago, the fourth wealthiest city in the U.S., can't handle a few thousand illegal whoa, immigrants. Whoa, 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 whoa. Chicago is the fourth wealthiest city in the United States. Apparently. But there are 338 million in the hole. Yes. <laughs> That's what they're getting at here. That's like they're blaming this all on a few thousand illegal yeah. immigrants. But clearly they've mismanaged a lot more than just their immigration issues yeah. to be the fourth wealthiest in the United States. But they're three hundred million dollars, five hundred million dollars yeah. in the hole. Right. Uh, the fact Chicago, the fourth wealthiest in the U.S., can't handle a few thousand illegal immigrants is both damning indictment of the Biden administration and Chicago's Democratic leadership. The border crisis has been well documented as liberal sanctuary cities like Chicago whine about being burdened with a fraction of the illegal immigrate, immigrants for a fraction of the time as border communities have dealt with them. But Chicago is also a failing city thanks to Democratic leadership of Johnson and his predecessor, Lori Lightfoot. Oh, it goes long further back oh, yeah. than that. Over the last five years, Chicago has lost a net total of 294,000 people have exited Chicago. Yeah, well. Well, they, then they should be able to take it. They, yeah. they have plenty of room for <laughs> yeah, right? 17,000 yeah. or 14,000 illegal immigrants right? because 295,000 people have just decided we're gone. Yeah. We're out. With only New York City and San Francisco um, seeing worse declines. The state of Illinois, also failing at the hands of Democratic leadership, lost 105,000 residents in 2020. According to data from the Internet Internal Revenue Service, taking with them $10.6 billion in income. Wow. The issue is not just Chicago Democrats encouraged illegal immigrants by claiming to be sanctuary city and then cried foul when being forced to deal with the immigration crisis. It's that Chicago is failing at everything, <laughs> including handling a fraction of the border crisis, because it's run by incompetent Democrats and has been since 1931. Yeah. 
A budget shortfall of more than a half a billion dollars is the natural result of that. Yeah. Now, obviously, this is just very one-sided political it shit. Is. But, but it's not just residents; it's businesses that are moving out of there in droves. Because right. Because who's who's the um, uh, your customer? It's the sheep customer. The the wool. Yeah, I. That, I, I they were in Chicago. Over there, sheep. Yeah, they moved out of Chicago. Because they were constantly getting robbed, and the police wouldn't do anything about it. Right. And so they moved to Iowa to get away from that because they couldn't run a business in a place where they were constantly getting robbed, and the police were not right. even doing pressing anything. charges. Right. right, exactly. But that's that's many businesses and many residents. And I'm not like – I am I mean, I think you know by now I'm not like Republican. Right. So the fact – the fact is, these are Democrat-ran cities, and it, there's no two ways around it. They're Democrat-ran yeah. cities, and Democrats have been calling Republicans racist because of their anti-immigration status for so freaking long. And now that it, when it comes to these cities, when it starts pouring it, not even pouring into these cities, yeah. like trickling into right. these cities compared to what's happening in the Republican states that are— dealing yeah. with it on the border when it trickles into their cities and all of a sudden they're like our whole city is just in shambles because well what about the other 300 million dollars you were in the hole to begin with what about the uh 10.6 billion dollars in income that the state of illinois lost yeah. in the last couple of years because nobody wants to fucking live there anymore yeah. all the smartest people are like we're getting out of here we're taking our brains yeah. and our money with us yeah um, that has nothing to do with this immigration crisis. It has everything to do with y'all suck as a state. Y'all suck as a city. Your yeah. politics suck. Your policies suck. People are tired of getting taxed up the ass for you to come up with solutions that clearly are not working for anybody. Right. Like how 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 many again in these these major cities? How many um, like welfare programs are there how much yeah. how many millions of dollars probably hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars go into homeless programs or welfare programs yeah. and how how much has that actually helped the homeless yeah. and like poor population in those cities look at san francisco how much i, I want to know like how many tax dollars are spent on welfare programs mm -hmm. in san francisco while people are literally shitting in the streets yeah. well and that's a part of it is that they're they're protecting the the disenfranchised. They're protecting the homeless as they should. But are they? It's, well, no. They're taking our money to say they're protecting them. And right. They're not. They, but, it's the efficiency okay, problem again. They're not taking care again. of them. They're not taking care of them. But they're letting them run roughshod over the private citizens there. So if you're a private citizen and your rights are being trembled, are well, you're racist on. to think that you have rights over those exactly. people. Exactly. So exactly. But why stay there then? It's your right? it's your classism to think that that you you're right. it's should my your property your sidewalk should not be shot right. on. I, I don't by want a homeless you to person. sleep on my porch when well, my kids are. How privileged are you? <laughs> right. Uh, you should let them come in and crap on your couch. Yeah. Exactly. If you're if you're truly care about. Car care about humanity they should be able to just squat and like literally right. squat in your house and right. take a dump on your carpet otherwise you're well, a racist classist bigot right. because it's not really yours anyways it's not i right. mean yeah like who are you to think that that property should belong right. to you yeah i mean you took that from the natives <laughs> I, I guess yeah <sighs> what do you think so far what do you think of chicago and new york failing miserably and blaming it on 
Immigration. I, I think it's, it's hilarious. It's ironic just that it they is. would be like, oh, this is all these goddamn but like immigrants. Like you said, they, they've no, it's been not like even, the, they're not even blaming the immigrants. No, they're no, blaming no. the damn Republicans. Right, right, exactly. And that's the funniest part. And, and they're like the guy in the, the, the GIF who's like, this behind the tree, you know, because it's like they've been waiting for this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something that they can blame on Republicans. Oh, yeah, right? obviously. Like I said, like I said, they they saw that they were failing miserably fiscally. Yeah. And financially. And then as soon as like the first migrant yeah. got bust across, they're like, the damn Republicans are bankrupting us. <laughs> yeah. We're a trillion dollars in the hole. Yeah. They, they were hoping for another wave of COVID, but what they got was migration. <laughs> What do you think about let's let's go back. What do you think about Adams, Mayor Adams rhetoric about migrants or the immigration problem destroying their city? Yeah. Like it, it's going to destroy us. What do you think about that? No, it's uh, it's same as Chicago's. It's it's hilarious that they're using that as an excuse, especially when you look at how it's been going down the toilet for the last 3 right. years, right? Now, since his rant about whether intentionally saying the immigrants are going to destroy our city or which that that's not what he was he's never going to say immigrants are destroying our city he's saying these stupid republicans are sending immigrants here and that's destroying our city yeah people are getting pissed would you would you believe that people would be pissed when things aren't going well and your policies are the direct cause of it i i would think so yeah Uh, apparently there's massive anti-immigration protests and rallies in New York City, like right now. Okay. Well, as there should be. Um, so this is from New York Post. Not, not anti-Texas protest? No, I, go figure, right? Wow. Well, they're probably racist. Yeah. Protesters on both sides of the migrant dispute. This is from New York Post. So they would know they're right there. They're, they're there. That's true. Protesters on both sides of the migrant dispute clashed outside Gracie Mansion on Sunday as dozens of cops tried to keep the ruckus crowd under control. Ruckus? How old is this writer? Yeah, I know. This is from the 80s. During the unprecedented, unprecedented crisis engulfed, engulfing the Big Apple. Must have been wrote by Bernie Sanders. Yeah, right. Unprecedented. Um, some of more than a hundred demonstrators screamed and threw punches at each other at the Upper East Side rally as most bashed City Hall's handling of the crisis, while others shouted them down. No migrants on Long Island. That's interesting. Yeah, that is. Because wasn't Long Island like where the migrants came? Yeah, immigrants originally, came right? originally. <laughs> Uh, no migrants on Long Island. A Donald Trump supporter shouted. Of course, he's got to be a Donald oh, Trump course. supporter. I'm sure he he's had probably, a, he's wearing a, a MAGA, MAGA hat. hat. Yeah, yep. wasn't a Fed at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> we pay a lot of property taxes. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's doesn't. So, this doesn't sound like a fucking yeah. real protest. Like, he's got to be a total Fed. He's wearing his yeah. MAGA hat. He's like, no migrants on Long Island. This 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 <laughs> island was not founded on yeah. migration. <laughs> and we pay a lot of property taxes here, yeah. so no migrants yeah. on Long Island. Trump for president. <laughs> Make America great again. Uh, another shouted, Americans over migrants. Members of the anti-asylum seeker crowd held signs warning of unvetted migrants and cautioned that our safety is in serious jeopardy. Nearly two dozen counter-protesters returned the verbal volley, yelling, Fuck white supremacist NYPD. 
as about 50 cops looked on. <laughs> That's probably why they just looked on. <laughs> they're probably doing what I'm doing is scratching yeah, their head. They're like, are they saying fuck us or yeah. fuck the white? Wait, wait what? <laughs> so you have protesters saying Long Island was not founded on migrants. Yeah. And we pay a lot of property taxes. <laughs> and you have counter protesters counter protesting this saying, fuck the police. <laughs> and the police are standing there and be like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm at a loss of words myself. The tenth standoff came as about 100,000 migrants from the U.S. southern border have flooded the five boroughs forcing Adams to come up with at least 200 emergency shelters to house them. 200 <laughs> emergency <laughs> shelters to house 100,000? Good God. Well, they use bunk beds. <laughs> the facilities include a massive 3,000-bed, there you go, 3,000-bed tent city on Randall's Island. Again. Yeah. Come December time in New York City, <laughs> yeah. migrant crisis is going to be over <laughs> in tent city. Uh, have irked locals who said they fear the influx of migrants could be a powder keg. Um, says Guardian Angels founder and former mayoral candidate Curtis Sliwa. Alive? I thought he died. I have no idea who that is. Uh, was among the throngs of angry New Yorkers outside Gracie Mansion Saturday or Sunday. Uh, and parts of the small group, and was part of the small group busted by police. He compared himself to the pacifist leader of India's independence, Mahatma Gandhi, <laughs> mocking embattled a Adams, who earlier this month said he himself is Gandhi-like, thinking and acting like a historical figure. Wow. So they're they're <laughs> they're definitely Gandhi-level status here. Yeah, something. Because one is dealing with this crisis, and the other is protesting this crisis. Yes. So Gandhi, I guess. So uh, Sl Slewell said, the mayor said he's Mayor Gandhi, right? He's never done anything Gandhi-like. Um, Jeez. How does he know? Maybe I'm, he's sleeping with little girls. I'm going to show him what Gandhi used to do. Oh, God. Jeez. Uh, Slew Sli Sliwa, how do you pronounce that? I don't even know. Sliwa said of his plan to get arrested for peaceful protesting. These migrants have jumped the queue. And by the way, if I were a migrant and you gave me an opportunity to jump the queue and stay in a hotel, give me three square meals, basically give me more than homeless people born in America or veterans who are down on their luck, you're damn right they're going to keep coming. It was the third time in less than two weeks Sliwa was handcuffed and pro uh, handcuffed protesting migrant sites. Last week he was arrested while protesting outside the Shuttered Island Shores senior residences somewhere because the... The article just jumped <laughs> oh. uh, on Staten Island, where a migrant shelter was set up. On August 16th, he was also taken into custody outside the Creedmoor Psychiatric Center of Queens. I've been arrested so many times, he quipped Sunday. Civil disobedience. This will be my 80th. If he gets to 85, he gets steak knives. <laughs> the vocal group of Trump-supporting patriots made up the bulk of the 100-plus crowd and faced off with the equally loud something. My my screen just went blank again. How do they know they're We're Trump done. supporters? I uh, want to see pictures. Uh, MAGA. Just because, because MAGA. Because MAGA. Obviously. Gotcha. So what do you think so far? It sounds stupid. <laughs> just, it's, just, it's just fucking dumb. It's just stupid. Yeah. So... I mean, the people 
are getting pissed. Yeah. Rightfully so. And, and How rightfully many homeless so. people are already in New York City right. before? Do you think any of the homeless people are protesting? I, I guarantee. <laughs> well, Maybe. Maybe if the protesters give them some money, they'll protest with them. The question is, how long can these mayors pass the blame? Because they've effectively passed the blame for so long. It's yeah. like, it's not our fault. Right. Like, the Republicans are, are stonewalling us, right. and the Republicans are doing this. It's not our fault. How long can they effectively pass the blame before the people just run them out? I, I would like to say that people are about fed up at seeing, knowing how these people are. Probably not. Uh, no, they're, they're fed getting, up. Yeah, but they're, they're fed up in the wrong place right, because exactly. they they just keep getting spoon fed this shit, yeah. and they're like, "Oh yeah, the, the dirty dumb Republicans yeah, and those that's MAGA." That's why I'm not voting for them. The MAGA hat. Can you imagine if Trump was in uh, office? Yeah. How much worse it would be right yeah. now? How much worse the racism would be? Yeah. They'd be shipping all their those racist bastards would be shipping all their Mexicans to us. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, I think it's time for a break. <laughs> yes. We're going to get into break. We're going to come back, keep talking, because uh, th- there's some policies that the Biden administration is wanting to impose. Yes. And it makes. I want to see them. It makes my it. brain just yeah. s- swell. It, it sounds like policies Biden would come up with. Only Biden could come like up with. Like you've them. heard of the maiden, or not maiden, the, the, the like keep them in Mexico policy, yeah. right? Right. Biden's yeah. like, no, that's racist. But just keep them in Texas. Yeah, like right. he literally wants to impose some sort of law that the migrants can come into the United States, but they can't leave Texas. Yeah, right. So Abbott can't bust them yeah. out because that does that sound constitutional at all? Just it sounds retarded. <laughs> like, oh, please come here, but stay in Texas. And how many? Please, for how the many love of sanctu- God. How many sanctuary cities you think there are actually in Texas? <laughs> None of the big ones. Fucking none of them. No <laughs> sanctuary cities in Texas. We're going to get in a break, and we'll talk about more of that when we come back. And then, like I said, I'm going to try to get into the why mass migration is not a natural occurrence for humans. So we'll be back. Uh, we're going to take two or three minutes. Get your drink on. Do whatever it is you do during this time. But just just make sure you're back in two or three minutes. We'll be right back. Take a moment and remember the feeling when they called you not essential, when they dictated what you could do, where you could go, how you could breathe. It's disgusting, isn't it? And they're trying to do it again. We've seen what happens when the people lose control. When politicians and unelected bureaucrats make the big decisions on our behalf, whether we like them or not. When the choices are taken away from us one by one. We've seen what happens when they strip away medical freedom. When they trample on informed consent. When they dismiss our cries of justice. They laughed at us. They called us names. Rest in peace, Wheezy. them, their freedom. I want my freedom to live. And they shamed us for not going along with their every demand. Enough already. It's time to hold these tyrants accountable. In the midst of them trying to do it again, this wasn't a public health measure. This was an act of war against a peaceful people. But a reckoning is coming. And we're leading the charge. This campaign is for all of us. I'm asking you to join this movement that's for every single person who felt the crushing weight of mandates. 
the sting of being called unessential, the pain of having your liberty stripped away. I'm Joshua Smith, and I'm running because you are essential, and because our freedoms are non-negotiable. Not last time, not this time, not ever again. I recommend take the vaccines. I did it. It's good. We faced the challenges. We felt the pain, but we're not defeated. Together, we have the power to create a brighter future, one where liberty thrives and tyranny dies. I endorse prosecuting the COVID tyrants and using Guantanamo Bay to lock them away for their crimes against humanity. In the face of all of this happening again, where they think we're stupid enough to fall for it, in 2024, a vote for me is a vote for vengeance. Go to joshuasmith2024.com to find out how you can help. South Park's response to like immig- yes. immigrants or something. They took our jobs. <laughs> that should that should be the that's what the protests are. It's just they, yes. the South Park dudes saying they they took our jobs. Yes, but that's it. Yeah, that's true because they would be the ununionized ones. Yes, the union guys would be on the other end. Oh, obviously. So let me let me find my place. Oh right, right. Well, first of all, because I talked about uh, I talked about the protests, yes, and how like unrealistic it was. So it's like, yeah. no migrants on Long Island, and uh, property taxes are high. And then the counter protests were like, fuck the popo, and it just I mean, seems. Do, do you think when they were trying to figure out what to write on the poster, and somebody's just like, just write fuck the police? Yeah, it's worked. <laughs> it's worked for thirty years. Yeah, it's worked since the nineties. Yeah. It's worked since uh, Jay and Silent Bob, yeah. so it, it's got to be good. And, and then the poor asshole who's like, I don't know, I'm just going to write no migrants on Long Island. <laughs> but that doesn't really roll off MAGA. the tongue. <laughs> yes. So, Biden during this time, like Biden made a visit to New York City this weekend. Did you hear that? I did not. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, better slogan for the poster, no brown downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, Biden visited New York City, obviously. To obviously, to I, I didn't know that. This, this I, whole yeah, thing. I I didn't think he was visiting anybody. Anymore. No, he, he's actually there's a UN freaking thing uh, going on, and okay. he wanted to celebrate his granddaughter's birthday, which happens to be Hunter Biden's daughter. Oh, but Hunter Biden wasn't there apparently. Oh, of so course. they went to this like favorite Italian restaurant in downtown New York City during. Like people kind of pissed off at the government already. Yeah. Shutting down like blocks so their motorcade could get through. Blocks in downtown New York City. Oh, what an asshole. Just so he could have spaghetti and meatballs. Oh my gosh. 
What an asshole. So, so that's Biden handling this crisis. <laughs> and then he went I'd to the UN pissed. to say, can we spend more yeah. money on Ukraine? Right, right. So, Is there any more like more of a let them eat cake moment than closing downtown New York City so you can get SpaghettiOs? Well, it's not let them eat cake. It's let me eat cake because yeah, or right. ice cream and his, his, his thing. He's like, fuck them. I'm getting all the yeah. cake and ice cream. <laughs> so he visited New York, block traffic to eat. And that that's the moral of the story. <laughs> that's that's the Biden administration in a nutshell. <laughs> yes. On top of that, um, his administration is, as we mentioned before break, Inept. attempting <laughs> to force migrant families to remain in Texas. Not remain in Mexico, because yeah. that would be racist, oh, yeah, but right, to right. remain in Texas. Yeah, that's better. Now, would you, would you be surprised that Republicans are trying to block this? No, not at all, considering it's, you know, Republican state. Right. It says Republican. So this is from L.A. Times. It says Republican lawmakers have vowed to stop Biden administration from forcing some migrant families to remain in Texas while awaiting the initial asylum screenings. The Times report. So why can't they just remain in Mexico waiting for these if they're going to remain in Texas? Is I Texas agree. really that much better than Mexico? In, I don't like, think so. It's still hot. Honestly, like, honestly, is Texas any better than Mexico? No. My, my sister has lived there for the last year, and she complains constantly about it. The Times reported last week that the administration was considering the remain in Texas idea, which would involve tracking migrants' location using GPS monitoring devices such as ankle monitors. Whatever. They're not going to do that. <laughs> Immigrant advocates criticized the plan, calling it punitive and misguided. Republican leaders, including Governor Abbott, have said they would attempt to block the policy should it be instituted. Well, rightfully so. Yeah. It should be remain in Mexico, not remain in Texas, Abbott said Monday on Fox News. We have a lawsuit ready to go that will eliminate this threat by Joe Biden if he dares to try to pull the trigger. Again, what is Biden thinking? Like, how does he think this is going to go over publicly? Right. Yeah. Except for Democrats are going to be like, these damn Republicans are screwing it up. Uh, and they're trying to set out yeah. like let's make them less racist by keeping yeah. them keeping their Mexicans. Did, did he did he say that before or after his whole message about how we should be united united? Because I could see that be like, hey, we all need to stay united, but you guys need to stay in Texas. <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear his latest racist blunder this <laughs> <No>. week? <laughs> that was the other news story. Like men- honorable oh, okay. mention, I just remembered. Biden, Biden had a Biden moment and he was talking about like poor and uneducated and he talked he said like <laughs> blacks and Mexican or blacks and Hispanics are basically un- like yeah don't get educations that's pretty that's much lovely. what he said uh let me see if I can find exactly what he said uneducated blacks <laughs> 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 White House alters Biden's transcript to clean up his gaffe, implying African Americans and Hispanic workers don't have high school diplomas. <laughs> but so, you know that's what he thinks. Oh yeah, we've seen record lows in unemployment. I can't do Joe Biden, <laughs> and I focused on this my whole career. Wait, wasn't he trying to keep them the schools segregated? Yes. <laughs> wasn't he trying to? 
didn't I remember when put he put them about, all in jail? Yes. You remember that one? I remember when he when he's talking about Obama and he's like, "Well, he's clean and articulate. He's a credit to his race." <laughs> no, he didn't say that. What he exact? Uh, what he said was, "He's the first <laughs> famous, or like I don't know, famous, or like, like I don't know, famous. Pretty much the first famous." Articulate black person. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's actually wow. what it was said. Um, <laughs> we've seen record lows in un- unemployment, particularly, and I focused on this my whole career because I tried to hold the black man down most of my <laughs> yeah, career. Right. So, yes, he did focus on that. <laughs> uh, particularly for African Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans, you know, the workers without high school diplomas. <laughs> I can imagine uh, KJP being like, Come on, man. You know, you, like corn you, pop, like corn pop. <laughs> you know, the dudes without without educations, like the blacks and the Hispanics and the veterans. Uh, the White House, which publishes official transcripts of his speeches, included, including ums and ahs, later corrected his words in an unusual move. So they yeah. don't edit out the ums and ahs. Yeah. But they did edit this out. Uh, yeah. In the transcript, he's quoted as saying, particularly as saying, unemployment has been reduced, particularly for African Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans, you know, and the workers without high school diplomas. Mm, so they I added see. the word and. So he, he must have just missed on the telephone. Uh, obviously. Obviously, yes. The president is well known for his slip ups. Uh, on Monday, he used the 9 11 anniversary to claim he recalled standing there next to the next day and looking at the building in New York when in fact he was in Washington DC on <laughs> September 12th he's always somewhere like he's always like uh yeah you you remember that time that I went to that all black college and <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> some have said yesterday and today all has changed for America and then senator from Delaware said from the floor of the senate the day after the tax i pray that is not true i pray that is not true blah blah, blah. i don't know I don't know what's happening here, what what he's saying. I'm going to move along. It says, Biden also embellished on Monday his recollection of the fateful day, claiming he saw a fireball at the Pentagon on 9-11. And when in his book, he describes it as a brown haze of smoke. Um, <laughs> He's talking about Hunter's crack pipe. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. I want to get into what he said about Obama, but I don't think it's going to say it because it's talking about all his blunders. Anyway, it goes into a bunch of blunders, but yeah, but that's not what we're here to talk yeah, about. Right, but right. but his it's latest, fun, his latest is that uh, black and Hispanic workers, you know, the Uneducated. ones that don't have educations. Yeah, that, that's very nice of him. Yes. So <laughs> now we're back. Let's let's go back to this immigration thing yes. because not only are the immigrants not educated but also they should stay in, in texas. fact remain in texas because they have such a great education system um abbott has bust thousands of migrants to democratic cities including new york and la since 22 and promised to send more should biden administration attempt to enforce the policy in dc texas republican representative august pfluger introduced an amendment to a government funding bill that would prohibit the Department of Homeland Security from spending any money to advance the Remain in Texas plan. The existence of the amendment was first reported by Fox News. It's not a coincidence that Biden's administration began considering a Remain in Texas policy the same week 
New York City Mayor Eric Adams openly criticized the chaos at our border and stated that the migrant crisis will destroy New York City, Pfluger said in a news release. Liberal sanctuary cities like New York that openly obstruct federal immigration laws and have policies in place to shield criminals from immigration and customs enforcement should not be immune to the crisis at our border. Biden's remain in Texas policy must remain in the trash can. I will fight any efforts by this administration to force Texans to bear the brunt of the immigration crisis. Uh, Department of Homeland Security officials previously said they are constantly reviewing immigration policies. DHS continuously holds policy and operational discussions on how to leverage our authorities to ensure fair, humane, and effective immigration process that efficiently removes those without a lawful basis to stay in the country. Supporters of the Remain in Texas effort believe it could help speed up deportations of families who fail the initial asylum screenings and deter other families from entering the country at all. Bullshit. Or implement Remain in Mexico policy that will further deter them from crossing the border altogether. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. How is it that you can enforce them to remain in Texas, but you can't reinforce them to remain in their own goddamn country? Yeah, well, because, you know, Texas is part of the United States and Mexico's not, so they can enforce that. Apparently, the government also attempted to force migrants to remain in Texas at the tail end of President Reagan's administration in the late 80s. I did oh, not know that. I didn't know how that go. It says attempted, so oh, gotcha. that tells you how gotcha. that went. So, so, like, who do you think drafted this plan? <laughs> well, I would say probably the Democrats. Obviously. Mayorkas, right? Isn't he in charge of oh, yeah. security? Yeah. The guy who's failing at immigration? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's him. Um, do you think it's kind of a coincidence that they would want to keep this problem in oh, no. mostly predominantly red like republican yeah. states no absolutely they they you know they're they're failing so bad they want to share the love and have texas fail yeah, too. maybe like screw up yeah republican economies maybe influence their voting at the yes, same time but right? if like like kind of alter the demographics in those republican i would country so. or uh counties and states and then also screw them up super super bad too so Again, the, like it wasn't a crisis when it was in those Republican right. states, but now that it's in Trickly the now. sanctuary cities, now it's a crisis. Yeah, I don't know. It, the fact that they just make it so much about politics and not yeah. about the actual problem or right. solving a problem, it's his fault. It's Democrats' fault because of their open border policies, because of their sanctuary yeah. city policies. It's the Republicans' fault because they're trafficking yeah. and kidnapping these people <laughs> right. straight from Mexico and put in, it, importing them, them New York. into New York and, and Chicago. <laughs> like, it, at the end of the day, it's probably more mostly about somebody wants to make money off of Absolutely. this. Absolutely, yeah. It's all about, you know, the money, and it's all about the control and power. How much money do you think, like, get, goes into this whole, like, we, we talked about the $383 yeah. a day per migrant. Yeah. Now, like, this isn't specific to um, to the migration issue, but this is kind of an idea of, like, what private companies, NGOs, or whatever are making off of, like, just homeless people in general. Because okay. did you see this one that L.A. Sp spent $44,000 per tent for this homeless tent video or oh. video village? 
$44,000 per temporary tent. Wow, that's a nice tent. <laughs> Do you, look at these tents. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I got to pull this up for people to see. You can see it, but they can. Yeah. Do those look like $44,000 tents? No, no. My, mine's a piecemeal tent of all these different tents from over the years, and it looks better than that. <laughs> Why is this popping up for people? So this is from Zero Hedge. It says, um, L.A. is reportedly spending $44,000 for each individual tent in a temporary tent village for homeless people in East Hollywood. I mean, that makes sense. It is Hollywood. The, right, the that's cost true. Of living it's just so the, the land they're paying for, yes. really. <laughs> All told, it cost about $4 million to put up fencing, bathrooms, and staffing facilities for the village. Catering service... And twenty four seven staffing costs an additional three million dollars a year. Catering service? Yes, they're catering food to these people to feed the homeless. Solving the homeless problem right here: forty four thousand dollars per beautiful. tent at a time. And what what's the collective? You said it was how much? It it was a couple million. Four said. million to put up fencing, bathrooms, and staffing. So you're, you're telling me they couldn't build a a building? <laughs> for four million they're going dollars? to build a building yeah. this is temporary oh gotcha this is gotcha temporary okay until gotcha. they set right. up i thought you said like the the bathrooms and the staff well and they everything. no they did put in bathrooms and fencing and staffing for this tent city but they're, they're all, it's temporary until they can put in the permanent gotcha. which is going to probably cost six trillion dollars yeah, if right if, if this, that's forty four thousand yeah. per tent per tent yes that's, that's ridiculous. like what like maybe uh Six foot by yeah, ten maybe right. foot structure. Maybe there's like a little water bed inside and air conditioner and. <laughs> Despite the high cost, Jacuzzi. the site is only. I still can't see even with all that shit. <laughs> no, over even five thousand dollars. Yeah. Despite the high cost, the site is only temporary. It's located on a parking lot that will eventually be turned into public housing. But because it will take years for construction to commence on the project, the city decided to fill the space with tents in the meantime. How much of this do you think is fucking money laundering? Oh, fuck yeah. $44,000 per All of tent. It. All of it is. San Francisco-based nonprofit, Urban Alchemy. <laughs> nonprofit. Yeah, making $44,000 yeah. a tent. Yeah. Nonprofit. Maintains the encampment. Launched in 2018 with a small grant. The group mostly hires former prisoners because they have the ability to read people in unpredictable situations, and they can pay them dick. <laughs> yeah, right. According, <laughs> according to several lawsuits, however, some of those employees have engaged in abusive behavior. Wow. After, I didn't see that coming. After expanding to Portland and Austin, the group bought or brought in $51 million in 2021, nonprofit. The nonprofit says it's offering a practical solution to provide affordable housing for the state's 172,000 homeless people, while also claiming to offer safety and autonomy. 172,000 homeless people at $44,000 per tent. Now, they might be sticking two people, but you're still talking, what, like 90,000 tents at $44,000 a pop. Yeah. But that's affordable and nonprofit. East Hollywood Tent City contains higher quality tents than anything someone could buy from a typical camping store. Thank you. And included wooden platforms, full beds, and storage lockers. 
$44,000 worth yeah, of wooden right. platforms and storage, and storage lockers. lockers. The Nonprofit Coalition for Responsible Community Development, meanwhile, set up an office across the street to attract people who might be interested in re-entering the workforce. The nonprofit, I like how they keep saying that, already oversees several camp villages across the state with varying styles. The residences at the Tent City and Culver City are made from sturdy white canvas, while those in South L.A. are more humble, resembling store-bought camping gear. <laughs> According to the report, well, they, they got to have nice tents in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to have good curb appeal. According to the report, just 2% of the homeless in East Hollywood encampment have transitioned to permanent housing, which Urban Alchemy blames on a lack of affordable housing in the city. It's Hollywood. <sighs> I couldn't afford a house in there. Yeah, no shit. So, money laundering? Yes, without Money to be, like, the racket of... That's just ha homeless. Yeah. Think about the racket of housing migrants at $385 yeah. a night. Yes, uh, at the the tune of that much, and the shambles that they're probably living in. Oh yeah, slum lords. This article talks about how migrant shelters are a billion dollar business. Migrant shelters, billion dollar business. So, yes, they're throwing around that people they hate the migrant immigrant situation, yeah. or they love immigrants. No, they just love the money yeah. that comes from it. Yeah, and it makes you wonder how many of these like. Nonprofit groups are lobbying migration poli immigration policies. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, just, just let them all in, and we'll make bank when they have <laughs> yeah, exactly. nowhere to fucking live. Yeah. Um, Derek says, billions go into it, but only millions make it there. The rest lines the pockets of politicians and their supporters. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, hire illegals to manage, cater, and deal with the fences and waste management. D wouldn't that make sense? Right, yeah. It's like you come and live here. Yeah. In the homeless encampment, and you can serve Do the food own, yeah. at the payment of eating the food yes. that you served at the and payment of lodging. living here. Yes. And yeah. It makes too much sense. Yeah. Right? That, I no, mean, nobody no, thinks instead, about that. Instead, let's hire somebody else yeah. to come in. Fresh out of feed. prison. Yes. <laughs> makes perfect sense. Yes. Years, uh, Derek also says, years for construction to begin and decades for it to clear all the permits yeah, and inspections right. California no requires. Shit. Good God. No shit. Uh, so this is from justiceandpeaceadvocacy.org. Uh, it says, migrant shelters are a billion-dollar business. The business of housing, transporting, and watching over migrant children detained along the southwest border is not a multimillion-dollar business. It's a billion-dollar one. The nonprofit Southwest Key Programs has won a $955 million in federal contracts since 2015. So this was Trump era. This is yeah. them berating the Trump policies. It's shelter for migrant boys at the time at a or at a former Walmart supercenter in South Texas, which was the kids in cages, remember that, has been the focus of nationwide scrutiny. But Southwest Key is but one player in the lucrative, secretive world of migrant shelter business. About a dozen contractors operate more than 30 facilities in Texas alone, with numerous others contracted for about 100 shelters in 16 other states. If there is a migrant shelter hub in America, then it's perhaps the four County Rio Grande Valley region of South Texas, where about a dozen shelters occupy former stores, schools, and medical centers. They are some of the region's biggest employers, though what happens inside is highly confidential. 
One group has employees sign non-disclosure agreements, more a fixture of the high-stakes corporate world than a nonprofit child care center. Yeah, that's shady as hell. The recent separation of some 2,300 migrant children from their families under the Trump administration's zero-tolerance policy on the legal border crossers has thrust this invisible industry into the spotlight in recent weeks as images of toddlers and teenagers taken from their parents and detained behind locked doors have set off a political firestorm. President Trump's order Wednesday calling the migrant families to be detained together likely means millions more in contracts for private shelter operators, construction companies, and defense contractors. So, that was years ago. Yeah. I also read that some of the bigger lobbyists of um, border control, like stricter Mm -hmm. borders, some of the biggest lobbyists are actually... Like the immigration prisons, like mm-hmm. the for-profit immigration mm-hmm. prisons down there. They're like, yeah, yeah. make it all legal because we'll make more fucking money when yeah. we arrest them and throw. Is that not like a freaking insane? Oh yeah, like Absolutely. you know, um, some of the biggest lobbyists for immigration are the people that are making money through the social wel- welfare yeah. programs, through making money yeah. like the hotels that are getting the $385 a freaking night yeah. per head that they keep there. Those are the ones that are like, yeah, let's keep lobbying for this shit. Or, yeah. But then the one, then on the other hand, you have people that are lobbying against open borders, not because they don't want that, because they know they're still going to come oh, here, yeah. but they want them to get arrested so they can make money yeah. in their for-profit uh, yeah. prisons and shit. So, That's ridiculous. I don't know. It's all a racket. It you is. You know it's all it a is. freaking yeah. racket. Both sides trying to make whatever money they can. And there's kickbacks, I'm sure, to the oh, politicians yeah. right. that like try to implement developers, yeah. builders. And, oh, yeah. yeah. $44,000 for a tent. Yeah. Somebody's getting kickbacks. Oh, the land developers, they're kick like. Yeah. The the hotel owners in New York are getting money. The, yeah. It's, right. It's disgusting. How much... How many homeless people could you house for $44,000? <laughs> You'd think <laughs> probably 44000 <laughs> I would, yeah, like that 8 by 10 or 6 by 10 tent. Yeah. I, I feel like, because we talked in the first half about we need to work efficiently in our, like, my immigration process. There's no efficiency when it comes to this this yeah. stuff because you have and it's the city of LA was paying yeah $44,000 for this company that's yeah. a non-profit it's like you pay us yeah small small um, price of $44,000 per location I mean yeah. how much would a house cost you in LA it's going to be a lot more than 44,000 so we're yeah. cutting you a deal just right. $44,000 per tent it's yeah. going to have a nice wooden floor right it's going to have Full size yeah. beds. It'll look good for tourists when they come. Foot they lockers. Can see it. It's Fo- gonna have yeah. foot lockers. Secure their drugs. Yeah, I mean, I mean these aren't your camping level tents. These right. are nice canvas tents too. Lifts, lifts the beds up so cockroaches can't get in them. Exactly. Right. And then uh, you pay us a little more. We'll uh, provide like catering service yeah. too. Oh, right. are you going to be ca- doing the? Ca- no, we're not going to. If you provide some of your prisoners, well, they, right. they can. Yeah, they and waste can disposal. It. We'll do waste disposal. Well, we won't do the waste disposal. No, no, our but you can pay will. us, and we'll pay the prisoners yeah. to do waste yeah. disposal, and we'll pay. You can pay us more, and we'll pay the prisoners yeah. to clean and stuff. So yeah, it's a racket. It a is. nonprofit racket. Yeah, 
Yeah. And that's all I feel like this immigration thing has become. Or it, it, that's that's what it is, is just a racket. Yeah. And then New York City is realizing this is like bigger yeah. than we can take on. We thought we were going to make money off of this. <laughs> yeah, right. But I haven't got a dime from the federal government yeah. out of this. Right. Past the billions that they gave us for COVID. Yeah. And like the hundred billion that they gave us last time yeah. that we had an immigration problem. But they're not giving us enough. We yeah. we plan on making money out yeah. of this. It's like they, they gave us... You know, they gave us like a hundred million dollars, but we have a five million, five hundred million dollar deficit. So we right. need to make up for this somehow. Derek says for two hundred dollars a day, I reckon a lot of people would take in some immigrant children. Then you'd have to make sure those people aren't selling the kids, which the government <laughs> won't do. Never mind. Bad That's idea. <laughs> no, the government probably prefers that you sell the children. Yes. Because if you sell the child. Then you can take in another immigrant child. There you go. And then the government, will, all they'll ask is for 10% of the exactly. amount that you sold the child for, and then everybody yes. wins. <laughs> yeah. Except and, the child. And, you know, you bring them to their parties. Jesus. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Gross. Well, but you know it's true. Right? Uh, obviously, it's true. I just <laughs> wasn't, wasn't prepared to go that far yeah, yet. Well, I, I was. <laughs> so... Yeah, so but like it, it's like everything else in this fucking country anymore. It's all about what can we get out of it. Right. Right? And and that's where the politicians are. Ukraine, yeah, we'll make bank out of it. The prison complex, we'll make lots of money. Well, here we are. I want to I want to read about how Canada makes out with their immigration racket. Oh, I'm sure uh, Trudeau has a couple immigration kids. Like like <laughs> like I said, um Canada is like all supposedly like pro they're yeah. super. Trudeau's so as long as you're not liberal. American. Oh well, as long as you're not, yeah, freaking like as long as you don't need to migrate. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. As long as like your life doesn't depend on it, and you're just doing it because you're rich. Yeah. Then they'll take you in. So this one it talks about Canada's cynical immigration racket. I'm not gonna read this whole one because this one's crazy long too. But it says, when Canada's population hit the forty million dollar or forty million. Mark, earlier this summer, Canada only has 40 million people. That doesn't huh, that doesn't seem right. Well, I mean, you got to realize maybe they're not more. maybe they're not counting the French ones. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Who does count the French? Right. Ones? It was celebrated as a milestone and a signal that Canada remains a dynamic and welcoming country. <laughs> In the words of the country's chief statistician or status statistician? You were right the first time. Status status statistician. Statistician is how they spelled it. Yeah. It's Canada. Okay. I know I was right, but that's not what they... I know I was right, but that's not how it's spelled. The Washington Post, among other foreign observers, cited this as evidence that Canada is booming like it never has before. It failed to to mention, however, uh, the recent closure of Roxham Road on the New York-Quebec border, an entry point for many thousands of irregular refugee border crossings since 2017. These two policies, the population growth plan and the border crossing closure, may seem antithetical, but they are very much related. Together, they illustrate Ottawa's distinctive approach to immigration. Notwithstanding the progressive rhetoric of its leaders, Canada has actually been quite proactive at restricting most uncontrolled migration through the bureaucratic wall, while ensuring through a highly selective strategy, which includes a lauded point system, that the majority of newcomers who do arrive through the controlled channels are, relatively speaking, well-off, well-educated, and hailing from middle-class backgrounds. So they don't just 
they don't accept poor refugees. Yeah. They're like, oh, just bring in the, the rich people that can yeah. pay our exorbitant like rent and cost of living. Living. In this way, Canada has been able to scoop up the best and brightest from all over the world, which explains why immigration has historically always been a popular policy. In fact, this arrangement has been so politically stable that a viable anti-immigration party has yet to emerge at the national level, bucking the trend in other Western democracies. Yet there are reasons to believe that a reckoning is in store, though not because Canadian culture attitudes to immigrants have soured, as has happened in most European nations. Indeed, they are more likely to think of surgeons rather than salafists when they look at who's coming through their migration streams. If a counter-movement against the status quo is to come, it will stem from a single factor. There will be nowhere for newcomers to live. This Canada? This may sound like a strange thing to say for the world's second largest country by landmass, but most of ca Canadians live in a handful of cities, and amid a global housing crisis, Canada ranks as among the absolute worst nations in the developed world for affordability. Oh. It has the highest household debt and, astonishingly, the lowest number of housing units per 1,000 people in the G7. Needless to say, the housing bubble has greatly reduced Canadians' quality of life and made already pricey metropolises such as Toronto and Vancouver life, or Vancouver impossible to live in for those who are not already solidly affluent. And it shows homelessness has exploded and sprawling tent cities are now distressingly common sight. With circumstances as dire as this, how did policymakers in Ottawa fight it or figure it would be a good idea to welcome 1.5 million new residents by 2025? A big part of the answer is that it's all going according to plan. For the main overriding goal of Canadian policymaking across levels of government is to do everything possible to boost real estate value and rental prices rapidly and radically for the benefit of established homeowners and investors and to the detriment of everyone else. This cleavage, a primarily economic rather than cultural or identitarian one, pits older homeowning Canadians from the boomer and Gen X cohorts against struggling millennials and Gen Zs. Landlords against renters, long-settling immigrants against those fresh off the boat. In other words, insiders against outsiders. And it's clear where the loyalties of Canada po political class lay. Uh, uh, let's see. It says, once viewed in relation to this out-in-the-open conspiracy, the great Canadian racket, the government's immigration targets as well as its students' visa policies start to make sense. For the, this purpose, Canada specifically wants prospective immigrants who are financially endowed, not penniless refugees, and is able to draw in those candidates through a selective policy controls, whether they're coming in as immigrants or international students with enough funds to cover exorbitant rents and tuition fee. The plight of international students is particularly tragic. Bright-eyed applicants to Canadian institutions from India and elsewhere are lured in with the promise of a first-world education, only to be sucked into the overpriced degrees with, while being cooped into horrendous housing conditions and forced to compete for me menial gig work. Hmm. I mean, that's... I, I'm not going to keep going, but that, yeah. that that's the racket in Canada right now. Gotcha. Like, they bring in these, like, high-end immigrants right. that can afford the high rent, which actually is driving up rent costs because now there's less to go around, less decent mm -hmm. housing to go around so they can charge more. So the housing market's getting more expensive. 
They're so it's making it harder for people to survive. Then they bring in more immigrants. They're wanting to. How many did it say they wanted to bring in by 2025? I think what was it 125,000. Yeah, something like that. So it's and it's funny because they were talking about like some of these like high-ranking politicians that are making these policies own rental properties oh, and own yeah. and own like investment and like property development and stuff like that. Mm. So they're making these policies that they know is going to drive up the housing market and they're making fucking dollars off it. Yeah. And that's this Canadian immigration racket. Wow. It's like you bring them in, you drive up the prices. Now they're fucked because they can't afford the houses that you promised them when they came in. Right. But they had enough to, to kind of get things going right, to start right, with. Yeah. But then they, they but, see the property taxes and all the other exorbitant tax that Canada carries. And then they can't afford it, and now yeah. they're fucked. And so it's just like, well, they can't afford this now. Let's bring in more immigrants yeah. that have some money from India or wherever <laughs> and drive up the prices even more, line the pockets of the politicians a little more, and then slowly it'll fuck them over, and then we bring in more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those but people, the politicians are making money, right. and the corporate owners yeah. are making money, well, so they get everybody's happy. Right? Well, yeah, so. and free health care, obviously. So. so that's more of a clear-cut view of the racket just, of I'm, immigration. I'm just surprised that, I mean, uh, they must not, maybe you can't go move into the mountains in Canada? I know, well, that's why. Because I'm thinking, like, the whole west side of the country is, like, wide open. Wide open, like, yeah. So, frontier pretty yeah, much it's right. like where yeah. i would love to live but yeah, yeah this is said saying most of the people are crammed in toronto vancouver and all these like metropolises huh where metropolises where you you like can't move right. can't afford to move so it's it's constructed that way so. yeah which is like kind of the ideal yeah great reset type view right. Right. I mean Trudeau, he's a he's a oh huge WEF guy. Said, yeah, he's right. like one of the junior league WEF guys. Yeah, remember? remember that? Um, so I mean, it's like you leave nature alone. We cram you into here. Uh, we charge you whatever. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> again, this is kind of more of a clear cut, yeah, view of the racket of well, immigration. Well, and and yeah, and and where America is probably wanting to move. Uh, this says, I'm sure I've seen, Dustin says, I'm sure I've seen a map that shows 50% of Canadian live south of the U.S.-Canada border. <laughs> so 50% of Canadians live in the United probably. States. Probably. I mean, have you heard northern Michigan people talk? Uh, yeah. Or Wisconsin people? Yeah. They're definitely Canadians. That's true. Dustin's from, uh, Wisco or lives in Wisconsin. I believe. Oh, gotcha. I believe he does. Maybe you don't. Maybe Minnesota. I don't know. I you don't live know. up north in the Canada. You live in South Canada. I know that much. <laughs> so it makes you wonder what kind of racket we have going on here yeah. because it's not as clear cut, yeah. crystal clear, but it's definitely a racket. Yeah. When you see $44,000 tents being Great. installed for yeah. homeless people and for immigrants and $385 a night going yeah. into – Hotels, to which was who knows wh what? what was it like one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year or something like that? One hundred forty thousand dollars. Yeah, one hundred forty thousand yeah. dollars per person yeah. per year being spent somewhere. Not given. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine if they just gave half of that to each immigrant that yeah. came in? They'd have a freaking fantastic life. Oh, who cares? Yeah. Who cares if they can't freaking find a job yeah. and work? Who cares if they don't yeah. have health care? Seventy thousand dollars a year 
Don't yeah. maybe not New York City, no. <laughs> but send them here to Iowa, Iowa or send them to like uh, Arkansas or something yeah, like that, right. where the cost of living is cheaper. Yeah, give them seventy grand. Yeah, you sure. don't have to house them. Then they can just yeah. go rent a house. They can go f- eat their food. But so this one hundred forty thousand dollars clearly is going somewhere right. other than the Them. immigrants. Mm-hmm. There's a freaking racket going on, yeah. money laundering. Somebody's making a shit ton of money off of this. Yeah. And those are the people that are ensuring that this keeps happening and that this crisis, quote unquote crisis, yeah. uh, keeps happening at the detriment of everybody around them so they can yeah. keep making their racket and mm-hmm. keep making their money and then also screaming at the same time, well, the Republicans keep sending their, their yeah. or the, the Democrats keep sending their well, yeah. Let's just keep throwing politics yeah. at it while we keep making our racket right. here and yeah. don't we'll do a goddamn thing about it. Yes. And we'll we'll blame it all on the other party. Okay. Dustin cleared himself up. He said 70 plus percent or 70 percent of Canadians live further south than the most northern U.S. states. I do believe that because uh, Toronto is further south than oh, gotcha. like upper peni- peninsula of yeah, that makes sense. Michigan. So, yeah, and most of them live in those bordering cities. Right. They just got to. Be so close Suckers. to us, apparently. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's all that Canada yeah, out there. Yeah, you want to live next to the U.S. border? I, Fuck that. I don't <laughs> understand Canada at all. I don't either. So, the racket of immigration. Yeah, huge. We got just a couple of minutes left. You got anything else about the racket before I get into this article that I talked about the the folly of mass immigration? You got anything else about the racket? Any any conspiracy theories that you can think of? Or any like, what's your? What do you think's happening? Like, who's well, making the money here? Is it the ho- is it the private corporations, housing corporations? Oh, I'm the sure the Black Rocks and shit. That- I, I'm sure there's enough to go around, you know, because I'm sure the kickbacks go to the politicians to make the the deals so that the black the Black Rocks the corporations make their money. Yeah, right. Because they don't give a fuck. Well, what they own to all the housing anyway. Well, at this yeah, point. exactly. They own the builders, all the-, the materials, all that shit. But I think Canada's probably, if you look at, like, Europe, they probably have the exact same policies. Oh, I'm sure. Right? Like, So the United States is the only one who wants to bring people in to do jobs nobody else wants to do. <laughs> you guess. guys are, like, 50 years behind the curb. <laughs> I guess. I guess. It's ridiculous. So let's get into this article. This is the last thing I want to talk about. It talks about the folly of mass immigration. And this is clearly racist, obviously. Obviously. Obviously, this is racist. What is this from? This is opendemocracy.net, so it's definitely racist. Uh, The folly of mass immigration. Small ethnic communities enrich a culture, but larger ones will ruin it. Pro-immigrationists do not understand the implication of creating an indistinguishable global melting pot. Well, first of all, if you have an indistinguishable global melting pot, then you no longer have the enri- like the rich cultures that, that bring diversity to those places when yeah. you're just like, let's just put them all together and make them all the same. Yeah. That's right. like the opposite of what you're saying. Yeah. It's like, bring all these great and enriched cultures together, and we'll put them in here, we'll stir them up, and we'll mix them up, and we'll make them yeah. all look we'll, the same. We'll learn and from each other and become one perfect race. Oh, we'll just be a bunch of shitheads. Yeah. There are two ways to tackle serious social problems, evading them by linguistic trickery or confronting them openly and honestly. One is easy, though it merely postpones the day of reckoning. The other is difficult, but it alone holds out the promise of a solution. 
Europe has a problem of illegal mass immigration, much of it in the guise of unfounded asylum claims. Europe can either address it directly or just legalize it and relabel it. The new Demos Open Democracy report on migration, people flow, embraces wholeheartedly the easy, evasive relabeling routine. Mass migration from the developing world to Europe cannot be stopped, it argues, so it should be taken out of the hands of the illegal people trafficking industry, legalized and facilitated in order to harness the positive effects of people movement. The report seeks to replace the illusion of control with the concept of flow management. From the the premise from this premise the report makes many vaguely sensible suggestions for legalizing and promoting mass migration it pro its proposal implied the free movement of migrants in and out of europe this of course is an open door policy implying mass immigration without limits a process that would enormously increase mass immigration to europe from the poor countries of the world and transform europe beyond recognition into probably the poor countries of the world that's yes, right a failure of vision. The desire to reg regularize and thus sanction irregular immigration is founded on four assumptions. First, that mass immigration is a normal part of human life. Second, that it can't be controlled. Third, that almost all immigration is beneficial to the host society. And fourth, immigration is a right, not a privilege, and that the host society has no right to choose who can live amongst it. Together, these assumptions take the politically fashionable and emotionally comfortable route of focusing almost exclusively on the needs and desires of actual and potential immigrants, and almost completely ignore the needs and desires of both Europeans and sending countries. Thus, they fall into the trap of so much of the current immigration debate, failing to imagine and project a vision of the sort of world that it might be desirable to create in the long term. The act of promotion of mass immigration does nothing to stem its causes. On the contrary, and this is what I was talking about earlier, by fueling the brain drain, or taking all the smart people out of the poorer countries, uh, from developing to the developed world, it increases the former's dependency on the latter. So, now we're becoming more dependent on the smart people from there, and the poor countries are mm -hmm. becoming more dependent on sending people out because... The, they're just left with a bunch of dumbasses right. that, I don't know. <laughs> they can't do anything with. It intensifies a world of flux, divided families, splintered communities, cultural alienation, and ethnic resentment. A world where those who can live in the West while those who cannot live in the rest. A different humane vision is needed, one of a world of sustainable societies. This involves capacity building in the developed world, or developing world, so that most people are able to live in their society rather than feeling they have to leave. Such a world will be enabled to celebrate the diversity between nations rather than demographically engineering nations to look alike. The illusion of immigrationism. Uh, so this get kind of is, it, they talked about the four things, those okay. four things, this kind of refuting all of those. Gotcha. We're going to just read a couple. Mass immigration is normal. The demos slash open democracy vision tells us that the instinct, the instinct to migrate between different environments is part of our inheritance. This approach may be described as immigration apologetics, which regard present trends as historically ex unexceptional and thus not to be resisted. Although it does graciously admit that revolutions in transport and telecommunications do mean that the scale of current immigration is without precedent. 
Of course, there has always been immigration, especially if, or especially of an invasive sort, which was resisted by wars as people sacrificed their lives to defend their way of life. So yes, there was invading immigration where it's like, I want what you got. Yeah. I'm going to attack you. And yeah. people had their open border policy of, fuck, no, you're not. We're going to attack you back. That's right. how open, open policy right. it was. Arabs conquered their way across North Africa. Mongols invaded India. Romans, Vikings, and Normans invaded Britain, killing or driving away those who stood in their way of migration. <coughs> people from China and Korea moved to Japan, taking land from the indigenous Ainu. Over a 200-year period, 55 million Europeans migrated to North America and Australia, or Australasia, committing genocide against those who already lived there and obliterating societies of the Native Americans, the Maoris, and Aborigines. Like I was saying, yeah. they want to have this uh, excuse. I said this in the first half. This excuse of, well, you guys were immigrants. You're, you're, your ancestors were immigrants. Yeah, how well did that work out for right. the people that were here before we immigrated right. here? That's what this is saying. But even unaided by war and genocide, what is currently happening is indeed far from normal. A hundred years ago, most people in the West rarely moved even to the next village. Now whole villages from Bangladesh are relocating to northern England. People once at most moved to their neighboring country, one often culturally and ethnically similar, whereas now they move around the world to radically different cultures whose populations have a completely separate history and character. Immigration is historically rare. The fact that there are virtually no border controls until the 20th century illustrates this. Mm -hmm. So up until the 20th century, there are right. no border controls. That's not evidence that people migrated freely. That's evidence that people just didn't, they just didn't, do, didn't it. do it. Yeah. Because So we didn't need those policies mm -hmm. because people are like, they're different from us. We're going to stay over here. Or uh, they're different from us, so we're going to keep them over right. there. There was no need to control borders because so few people ever wanted to cross them. Virtually no society anywhere in the world throughout history has ever wanted to attract immigration for its own sake. The white settler colonies, U.S., Canada, and Australia, and New Zealand are virtually empty lands built on immigration. As such, they are extraordinary to historical anomalies. So those places where white people settled, they didn't have a lot of resistance there. Right. And it was like vast lands with few natives to kind of counter and them. They still so, are. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to live there. The historically rare, the historical rarity of immigration allowed humanity to evolve different languages, cultures, customs, and family names unique to each society. So if people were traveling around and immigrating freely, we wouldn't have all these cultural differences is what it's saying. We wouldn't have the different languages, the different yeah. dialects, the different clothing, the different food choices and mm -hmm. stuff. Human immobility is such that intensely localized region accents emerge. For example, villages in Ireland just a few miles apart having distinguishable speech patterns. None of this would have happened in a world of mass immigration. In the last quarter century, immigration has doubled, so over 3% of people on the planet now live outside the land of their birth. Contrary to people's flaw, people flaws claims, most of the migration increase is in the developed world. The numbers have actually decreased in developing worlds in this period. Well, that's because those people want out and want to come here. People flow in all directions, but there is now just one dominant flow, south to north. The UN says that 2.3 million people are moving from the developing world to the west every year. 
This scale is unprecedented. This is more immigration from the non-West to the U.S. now than there was from Europe at its peak of immigration a century ago. Britain gave shelter to 200,000 Huguenots and 100,000 Jews, but never in modern history has Britain's population growth been almost exclusively driven by immigration. In the past, population growth was almost exclusively self-generated. Since the Second World War, immigration from the Third World has increased the British population by 5 million more than it would have otherwise been. And current levels of immigration are predicted to push the current figures of 59 million to 68 million by 2030. So, I, what do you think so far? This what? whole... Open border, natural, yeah. like humane Which flow of has been prevalent since uh, what the the twenties, right? When right. Uh, one thing comes to mind, hmm. people are easier to control if they have the same cultures and same language. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? So it, it, it's again, it's a control move. It's the hey, if everybody has the same culture, the same beliefs, the same language, we can put them into big buildings and control them easier. Obviously. Right. I mean, it's hard to control everybody if they all speak something right. different. Yeah, exactly. So this next point, this is the third point, actually. It says the third assumption is mass immigration is beneficial to the host society. This is at best contentious. In a relatively empty land such as Australia, Canada, or the U.S., the desire to boost the population via mass immigration can make sense. But in Europe, mass immigration only makes crowded countries more crowded and unpleasant to live in. It can also create several or severe problems of coexistence between communities of people forced into unwilling proximity. Mass immigration can also be very detrimental to the sending countries. Um, in a November 2002 report, the World Bank said Africa had lost a third of its professionals in recent decades as Western nations reduced immigration controls for skilled workers. Mm. And the brain drain was delaying economic growth in the continent, increasing the wealth divide between the West and the rest. Promoting mass immigration just creates a world where everybody with education and energy seeks to immigrate or is poached by the West. <laughs> this re retards development um, where, so it leaves the retards, uh, where it's needed most and leaves poor countries in a state of dependency, which is probably what they want because then yeah. the West not only has all their smart people, but then it can mm. also turn around and make these dependent states kind of right. ba ba quote-unquote bail them out so well, they're pretty much yeah. like, like us in Haiti. Like, right. hey, we pretty much own your economy now. Mm. Or us in every fucking developed yeah. country and, we've and ever set the, foot in. The West, countries in the West can control the development of the undeveloped country. It's similar to actually what's going on in, um, it kind of reminds me of what's going on in Ukraine and, what is it, Poland, where we're saying oh, these yeah. Ukrainian people would migrate into... Um, Belarus would send the Ukrainians through so they could get to Poland. Well, was it Poland that they, they were like, well, we'll just kind of take a piece of your land or something like that. Right. And they were kind of right. trying to take like yeah. take over through this kind of my immigration mm -hmm. process, kind of gaining land. In the, it it yeah. sounds similar to that. It's like we're gaining power through this immigration process. We're promising we're, we're taking in the smartest and the brightest, mm -hmm. leaving them more vulnerable over there so we can go in and yeah. – um, like buy up their airports and shit. Right, right. Well, and it's a way of, of again stripping them of a natural resource. They're people. They're people. They're they're intellect. Yeah. yeah. 
However, some particularly failing societies are turning to mass emigration to solve problems they are unable to solve for themselves. In 2000, the president of Bangladesh was asked by the LA Times how the country was going to feed, clothe, house, and employ expected doubling of their population by 2050. She replied, we'll send them to America. That sucks. <laughs> At least she's honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Globalization will take that problem away as you free up all the factors of production, also labor. There will be free movement uh, country to country. Globalization in its purest form should not have any boundaries, so small countries with big populations should be able to send population to countries with big boundaries and small populations. This is her quoting still. She's like, we'll just pass them along, like Texas yeah. is doing. Right, with, right, yeah. But most immigration to Europe is not from full countries to empty ones, for the simple reason that most Europe is still more densely populated than most of the developing world. Most of the people migrating to Britain each year are, in fact, moving from a less to a more densely populated land. <sighs> what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's almost what Chicago is trying to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, okay, we'll bring in the immigrants, but we're going to try to send out some of the people that we don't really want here. Like the homeless people. Right. <laughs> so this continues. We're almost done. It says the pro-immigrationists are effectively trying to abolish nationhood, denying a country the right to sustain its own culture. British-born white people, the progeny of the generation who survived the Nazi attempt to obliterate Britain as an independent nation-state, now accounts for only 60% of the population. It sounds like the quote-unquote conspiracy theory of the Great Replacement Theory, mm -hmm. which is pretty much what's happening. Yeah. England has far more than 1,500 years been a Christian country. Its flag is across its head. Is, so this is definitely borderline yes. great, great replacement, replacement theory. Uh, but it, in its second city, Birmingham, Islam is now more worshipped than Christianity. In two boroughs of London, whites are already the minority, and they are expected to become a minority in several cities. If current trends continue, the historically indigenous population of Britain will become a minority around 2100. Uh, says, an extreme example, would British Christians have a right not to live in an Islamic majority state? For the answer to this, consider what most liberal American writers, or what the most liberal of American writers, Gore Vidal, said in Dublin in 99. I, I don't care about this shit. This is getting a little... A little more into the great replacement theory gotcha. than I want to get into right, right now. But I get what they're saying, and I get, I definitely get that this mass immigration is not a natural thing. Right, right. And well, and you can see that with, with everything that's been going on, it, it's forced. Well, how natural is it to take two completely opposing points of view? Throwing them together and say, play nice, guys. Right. And that's not even a race thing. Uh, like, yeah. there are religions that hate each other, mm -hmm. and it's like, go play nice now. Yeah. And that's, you get people chopping off heads and shit, or you get people yeah. uh, lynching people, stuff like that. It's like, right. clearly, this melting pot isn't necessarily right. a great idea. And I've never even considered the fact that the fact us, yeah, we, it's kind of like when we send. 
resources like when we sent all that rice and shit to Haiti mm-hmm. and complete after the earthquake and the tsunami and all the stuff that happened in Haiti sent all this free rice to them and just d- d- obliterated their economy right. out of good good intention supposedly right. not right. really but yeah. um humanitarian like fuckery like fucked right. up their economy it's kind of the reverse it's like oh we have to take in all these uh refugees and stuff because they're coming from these poor lands but we're only going to take the smart ones right. and the rich ones yeah. and the ones uh, that can give us stuff. Though, yeah, the ones that can afford to get over here in the first mm-hmm. place, and then we're just leaving that country to be more, yeah, in a worse spot, a worse state where more people are wanting to get out of that yeah. country, and then it's just a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, my my thought is more that that's the intention of it, so we can, so not we, but like. The big corporations, the NGOs, the right. uh, the the Black Rocks and Blackstones and Vanguards mm-hmm. and all their shit can yeah. pretty much own the developing world right. down there. Absolutely, let's let's bankrupt them so we can o- own that, and also screw up our own economy so mm-hmm. we can own that too. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, it goes both ways. You know, it's again they're dependent on these countries to come in. There's nobody with the intelligence or with the know-how to to push back because. They're over here. They're probably working for the damn companies, right? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, doing the work that nobody else wants to do. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know. What's the answer to this immigration crisis? Just, you know, I hate to go all racist, but I think you got to put a stop to it. Derek Ambrose says, move everyone out of the poor countries. Turn them into giant open pit mines. Move the people to rich countries. Then we don't have to worry about immigration or sending money to third world countries. Yeah. I mean, you see it. What's that? The country we were just talking about in Africa. Nigeria? Yeah. Where it's like. Niger. 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 Sorry. Niger. Where, you know, there's this battle over the the mines there. Yeah. Right. Right. You know. I mean, we could just go own the mines if we take all their people right. out of there. Then right. nobody's there to fight us on it. So exactly. just bring them all here. Yeah, no, I, I think you 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 got to shut it down, and that may seem like a dick move, but I, it, these countries are getting money to to send their people over here. Yeah, right. I I think uh, I can't remember who the comedian was. It might have been Bill Hicks. That was like his solution to like the poor third world countries, like. It's like we're we're spending all this time to ship money or ship like take food to them. It's like I got a solution for you. Move to where there's food. Right, <laughs> it's yeah, like you exactly. live in the fucking desert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen that one. Yes. <laughs> but I I don't know. I I think it's great that New York City and Chicago are just like blubbering mm. that this immigration crisis is going to wreck our economy. Yeah. Can we keep them in Texas? Yeah, right. <laughs> Would that be okay? Yeah. Like, this is your problem. This isn't our problem. But you shouldn't be racist yeah. and not allow them in. But we're not going to allow them in. And what's funny is that people are moving in droves out of California into Texas because California is a shit show. Yeah, but then they're just screwing up Texas. Well, they're of screwing up they are. Montana and Idaho yeah. and stuff. The West right. Coast is moving inward. Yeah. Because they're like, well, that's, the, that's the immigration we need to stop. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. It's like keep the shitheads in their shitty keep states. Keep the West Coast on the West Coast. We need yeah. a border wall across the West Coast yes. states. Yeah. Keeping them out of like Montana yeah. and Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. E- even you know, we we got to keep Vegas safe, right? Obviously, <laughs> just build like a wall with like a funnel up, yeah, to us. 
I don't know. Is there a is there an immigration solution? No, no one's ever going to do anything about it. Put them because, all in tents in Chicago and New York. Right. Come December. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, solved. I, here's what we do. We go in. We take over Mexico. We take over all the other countries. And then we, we start shipping people back. <laughs> Give them a couple dollars. Yeah. Send them back. Right. Well, they'll be on welfare then anyways. Right? Hey, we're going to oh, – that's probably what we're doing. We're just buying up that land right. that they're moving from and be like, oh, it's so bad. Come here. So your property value there goes down so we can right. buy it at well, a cheaper rate. Well, that's the problem. China's buying that land. That's true, too. Sorry. I don't know. There is no solution. There is no. Just I wonder what all. Josh Smith's immigration plan is. I don't know. You I'm going to have to ask him. Call him up and ask him. At, hit up Josh Smith. Like and follow and vote for Josh Smith and ask him what his immigration policy is. Yes. I mean, it's got to be better than what's going on right now. I, I, did I ask him that when he was here, or I almost did? I, I thought about we, it. I don't think we talked about his immigration yeah. policy. We never got that far. Because he had his, like, 17 kids he had to right, get home to. So. Yeah. Vote for Josh Smith, because his immigration policy can't be worse than what's going on right now. <laughs> no, None of them can be. <laughs> that's, that's my campaign slogan. It can't be worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Vote for me. Couldn't possibly be worse than what we got now. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's all I got on this immigration stuff. Yeah, I don't have answers. Solution. I'm not a politician, though. Yeah. So, I mean, it's I, it's hilarious for, yeah. to me to watch this unfold. Yeah. Because the same people that are, like, singing creeds with arms wide open yeah. are like, wait, not that far open. Yeah, right. Not that, like, uh, yeah, they're like, arm's length. We care about these people open. so much. We're gonna break the law to to take care of them. But, but, but as long as they're over, over there, there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you stay down south where yeah. you belong. Not not all the way in Mexico. We're not yeah. racist. We're yeah, not saying we stay in Mexico, Mexico where you belong. We're Just saying Texas. Stay down south where and, you and belong. Maybe Oklahoma. Southern, like ta- a little bit. Yeah, maybe part like yeah. Panhandle of right, right. Oklahoma yeah. or nothing something. Big. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't don't come much further north yeah, than that. Yeah. Maybe Arizona, New Mexico, yeah. and and maybe like across the Mississippi. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Florida. You can yeah. stay in Florida. Yeah, no, they don't like that. A- any state that's Republican owned, move there. Just go. Yeah, Republican states are yeah. great with immigration. Just stay there. Yeah. Derek says, "How much would it realistically cost to fill the Rio Grande with alligators?" <laughs> I think it'd be real easy to do, actually. It'd be easier than a border wall. Yeah, it would. Piranhas? Piranhas. Piranhas, Perfect. alligators? Yes. Electric yes. eels? Yes. I don't know. Can we Can we put, it'd be like... be like a natural electric fence, pretty much. Yeah. Can we put, like, hyenas in the desert of Texas? They did say that, um, like, sharks are coming up in, like, the I rivers and shit. Yes. So could they survive, put sharks in the Rio Grande? I, I, I think that would Like, work. attack sharks? Yes. And alligators? <laughs> With lasers, <laughs> that's our that's our immigration policy. Yes. Attack sharks and alligators. Yes. Vote for me. I will put alligators in the Rio Grande. <laughs> Josh Smith, putting <laughs> alligators in the Rio Grande, keeping your country safe, <laughs> but not the Rio Grande. <laughs> Tell me what your immigration plan would be. What what you think? Um, our immigration policy would be that's better than attack sharks and alligators in the Rio Grande. That's pretty damn good. Uh, the comment section is always open um, on YouTube. You can also hit us up on X. I'm not even going to say the other part. It's just X now um, on X at our handle at Break the Bell Pod. You can also find us on Facebook at the same handle. You can join the Facebook forum, Breaking the Bell 
forum. Um, chat with us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what we should do about. Should we do anything about immigration? Yeah. Do you like uh, it? Do you want? Well, I know there. I mean, there's come to your house. There's uh, this is another one of those things, the many things that libertarians fight about, which yeah. is everything, literally fucking everything right. libertarians fight about. Like, oh, there should be no borders. Like, right. no, and libertarians don't believe in thing. borders, but libertarians also believe in like property rights and stuff. So, yeah, yeah open borders, but you don't take my property. Don't come on my property or I'll fucking shoot you. And that's right. not racist. That's libertarian. Um, so tell me what your thoughts are on immigration Open borders, closed borders, what have you. Because, honestly, I don't know what I think. I don't think mass migration, after reading this specifically, this has kind of solidified yeah. my, my thought that mass migration is not a natural yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, yes, technology technology has done more to advance and also fuck up society as we know it, yeah. all at the same time, because it's, it's put people together that should have never— bump shoulders with each other in the first place exactly exactly so let me know what you think let me know what the right the right thing to do is what the good uh what the good lord tells you is right when it comes to immigration i i don't know just tell me what you think uh share like subscribe do all that stuff that we tell you to do there's a button down here somewhere mm. um share us far and wide so we can get cocaine and women like like Absolutely. we said at the first yes. half that's um, our goal otherwise you got any final thoughts, Bill? Final, final thing. Yeah, like, just word of wisdom. <laughs> it just goes to show that it's one more thing the fucking government's using to get more money. It is. That's right? all it is. It's a big fucking racket. Yeah. Just like um, the war in Ukraine's a big racket. Just yeah. like uh, the war on drugs is a big racket. The board of education. The board of education's a big racket. It's yeah. it's all a, daylight's fucking savings time. That's, that's a racket yes. somehow. <laughs> They're making money off daily savings. Yes. Anything the government touches is a racket. So yeah. on that note, we got to get out of here. We'll be back next Monday. If you're listening in the future, join us live on a Monday night, 7 yeah. p.m. Central Standard Time, live on YouTube and Facebook. So you can pick your poison if you want. Um, so join us. It's fun. Thanks to you guys who did join. Uh, thanks, Dustin and D Derek and... I yeah. think that was it that, that was a, chimed yeah. in. We had a few listeners. Your but mom. My mom always joins in. Thanks, yeah. Mom. Hi. <laughs> um, have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you next time. Go Steelers. Boo. Goodbye. We're playing Bell right now. The Brick the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zelinski. Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.